0: Welcome to the No So Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. This week we're going to get to talk about uh base brawl, forbidden door, and we'll get to mark out no so for uh money in the bank since the pay-per-views are coming at us. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with the enforcer of the human wrestling database, Corey Mack. Am I back? You're
1: back. I was just sitting here, and all of a sudden, you guys just went away. We
0: we will never leave you, Corey. So, uh,
2: I had to rejoin. It was so traumatizing.
0: I mean, I'll never give you up. Well, you just joined the Wolf Pack, you know, so congratulations, you know.
2: So I got to hang out with Alex Luger and Conan. Well, well, Luger, yeah, you do. I see why so many people stayed black and white. <laughs> and the... <laughs> And the
0: marquee of No Sell Entertainment, Mike Booble. What's happening, Marks? I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Don't like it. Don't like it one bit.
1: <laughs> so how how was your guys' weekend with all the wrestling? It was uh, a action packed action. Total so non-stop up. action. It made an impact. has major league wrestling for sure.
0: <laughs> well, we got to uh, we got we got to go to a uh, baseball game and oh. a a brawl after. You know, you know, you for for once it wasn't in the parking lot. It was you know, near the merch side of the uh, first baseline. So that was new, but we got to go
1: to Pow Pro Wrestling's Base Brawl. I had a fantastic time. Well, I mean, it's Pow Pro
3: Wrestling event, so it's it's impossible to not have a fantastic time.
1: Yep.
0: it It was only like, I think it was only an hour and a half, but it was a yep. quick hour and a half, chaotic in some and at in some matches. Um, but it was fun, you know, uh, I think they said around 600 people watched and that's fantastic. You know, I, I assume there was more, but it was fantastic. It was fun. Uh, my niece got to take a photo with a jackhammer, you know, but I, as I keep saying how it was fun and all, it's also a dark day. Because the PK Screwjob
3: was in. No, his name is PK Suban, He's a hockey player. He said
0: oh, it. the yeah. PK Subban Screwjob. Okay. Well, the PK Screwjob happened. It's a dark day in wrestling. I do so, are talking about. Well, something happened in the main event, and it's unacceptable because... Just, justice happened in the main event is what happened. Just, no, David we'll,
3: Justice we'll get, was not
0: there. We'll get so, to it. We'll get to so let's, it. So let's get into POW, buddy.
3: So Baseball coming to you live from the concourse at beautiful PK Park in Eugene, Oregon. A Five match card Uh as one... Mr. Lessel said, uh, roughly 600-ish people hung out after the baseball game to, to check out some some Tao pro wrestling, which was fucking awesome. It was a great, great crowd, real hyped. Uh, the people, even the people who have never like seen a live wrestling event before, were super into it and were just having the time of their life. And you love you love to see that. You like to see in real time people being converted to
1: wrestling fans. Yeah. Uh, let's, go ahead. I was just saying, like the one thing
0: that we caught while watching, it was like it was on the big screen. So I, I wish the M's would have said something. I maybe they did. I didn't hear over the PA guy for the M's game wasn't on his uh top of his game that night. Um, but like I, I, me and the producer talked about how we wish we saw we went up after like after like. During one of the entrances, just to go up and see if there's people watching, because when when the Flamin' Aces comes out, and I look at the Tron for a minute, because I was looking for my niece and my brother, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. The the Tron has the video stuff. I'm like, that's cool. And then when the match starts, I lean back over. I'm like, oh, it's on the Tron. I you know I wish we knew that. Like I we we were gonna stand near the ring anyway, but like. To know, like, oh, it's gonna be on the Tron, so you can stay in your seat to watch it. That would have been a little cool to know, but you know you rather want to be near the ring for the chaos anyway.
3: Also, those stairs were so packed, I don't know that you could have gotten back to the concourse.
0: That that is true.
3: <laughs> the producer uh the producer, we
0: we we were standing right in front of the stairway and it was like one whole there was you know a large stairway and on the right side there's two lines of people watching from the top to the bottom and then the producer and some of people we went with stood on the like on the other opposite side of the post and then one of the security guards comes and he's like all right guys can't stand here can't stand here got to move got to move and then everybody moved and then the Then uh, the opposite side where they were standing, there's people standing there, and the security guard comes back. Goes, all right, everybody into the middle. So basically, everyone that was in the middle lost their spot.
3: (laughs) See, that's come on. That's the that's the real pick. That's the real PK screw job right there.
0: Yeah, the main event, buddy. Main event. (laughs)
3: Let's get into it, Joe. Okay. It's your opening match. Uh, had a little baseball flavor to it, as it was the, uh, Murphy Matson, uh, that, that 90s chick, uh, taking on the debuting Bambi Hall, uh, Bambi Hall from Vancouver, British Columbia, so was rocking the Vancouver Canadiens jersey, immediately getting just... a lot of, a lot of heel heat in the crowd. Yep. Uh, and Mur- Murphy came out wearing the Emeralds jersey with Sluggo, so a immediate babyface.
0: I have a feud with Sluggo f- going forward for the rest of my life. Hey, so.
3: spoilers, spoilers, buddy. I'm just letting you know now. Spoilers, buddy. I'm just letting uh, you know now. Bambi, uh, rocking the amazing late 90s Chris Jericho top knot. Uh, but just, I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan of that look. Whenever anybody rocks it, it I, it's immediately over with me. Yeah. Um, good heel heat by Bambi.
0: You know. Yeah. She just stalled. They stalled. They stalled, and you can like hear like, "Let's get going." And you can, you know, it's just like and stalled, and stalled, and
3: then, <laughs> you know, handshake, and then the clothesline. Classic classic heel very very classic heel babyface match here they did the yay boos to the crowd uh before the match even started in the in the corners Bambi put on uh murphy sunglasses just heel 101 just fantastic uh i uh i like the the murphy mattson gimmick i i enjoy it um I don't know how, I don't, it sounded like maybe the producer, you, you weren't super into it, but I I, I th- like it a lot.
0: I didn't mind it, I think it's, I think for, you know, for being where they're at, it was also like the, you know, audio was pretty, you know, one speaker, that's what it's, you know, sounded like, there were probably more, but from where we were standing, it sounded like one speaker being played, so it was pretty hard to tell, you know that she's that 90s chick, you know, because of Mm -hmm. the, you know, she's coming out to no scrubs, but we could hear it, but it's behind the line of, you know, upstairs behind the four group lines of people. But um, I don't mind it, you know. I would say maybe add some uh, flair, you know, some uh, pocket sand, as Booba would say. No, you know, like some more 90s stuff, you know, jokingly, get yourself a Game Boy. So that's what I played in the nineties. Or sixty four or Nickelodeon Nickel- slime. Get some slime. Slime some fans, you know. That'd be sick. <laughs> and so, yeah, instead of pocket stand, it's
3: pocket slime. That's a different thing, Joe. That's uh that's all gravy wrestling material. Oh, uh, okay. I'll leave that I'll let that be then.
0: I I don't know I, if we could have that. Okay. Um no it was a it was a fun match, you know. Uh it was good to see Murphy on a one-on-one match because I, I want to say when she was here last time there was a triple threat so it's just you know play. play Uh triple threat so it's just shadowed and but overall it was a good match between both people I you know
3: yep, bring them uh, back. Bambi gets the win via the Lesel roll up.
0: That's right.
3: Russell, uh,
0: when very... roll up a mania happens, you'll all be sorry. Let you know that hey, right now.
3: Russell's booking this shit all of a sudden. But yeah, Bambi Man. gets the win here. Uh start the crowd off with some nice heat. Up next, uh the the fantastic tag team, uh the flame aces, was supposed to take on death threat, uh, but one of the gentlemen could not make it due to some personal issues. So Nathan Fox was here, and uh he needed a partner. And uh One Jonas uh, stood up from commentary uh, and volunteered. uh, Because apparently he has some never-ending grudge with the Flaming Aces. I don't know what they did wrong, personally. It seems like... They beat him! They beat uh, him! Get over it! It happens. You don't move on with life. You know what I'm talking about? You win some, you lose some. But uh, apparently Jonas just can't let that shit go. He does lose. So, So, I mean, you know... So who joins Nathan Fox and uh, the the makeshift tag team takes on the Flame and Aces here? Uh, your classic big dudes beat the shit out of little dudes for a long time matchup, uh, which I'm never sad to see. I love that kind of wrestling; it's so great.
0: It it was fun, like and. Wh- I- I was, like, kind of scanning the, uh, the the room, might I say, about when I was watching the match to see oh, how hi, other. Oh, hi. Ha <laughs> ha. Tomorrow. Uh, but we were. Uh, um, I was just scanning it to see, you know, other people's reactions and stuff. And, like, I saw a buddy of mine in, in the crowd watching. And I was like, I saw that he had, like, there was kids around him. And they were just losing their mind over the match. Like, mm-hmm. in the good way, they're like, oh, they're making the, all the faces, ooh, ah, you know, facial expressions, jumping up and down, mm-hmm. covering their mouth, like, oh, no, this type of stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's so awesome to see.
3: It's like, Flaming Aces are z- kind of like plucky underdog tag team fans get behind. And yes. Jonas, like, has those, like, evil big guy heel mannerisms that scare children, which is... What you want out of a out of a heel bad guy? It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, uh, as as they want to do with a brand new tag team, there was some communication issues, and uh, Jonas, would you know, it, uh, fucked up because Jonas, Jonas is wanting to do. Uh, clotheslined his partner, and uh, Flavan Aces uh picked up the win. What what happened to, on uh Jonas?
0: Go ahead. He got chased. He got chased into the porta potty, and he got locked in the porta potty. <laughs> so he was. He was. He was a. Uh, you know. He was not there for the end of the match because he was kind of. You know, taking a number two.
3: You know, the same thing happened to David Arquette in Ready to Rumble. He never recovered. That's a
0: shame. That's a damn shame. Wonder if he ever won That's a right. championship. That's right. Jonas is the David Arquette of uh, power wrestling. I said it. That's, that was just for Corey. I know Corey's on mute right now, but he's just probably fisting up, going, "I'm gonna kill you." Oh, Corey's dare fisting you? somebody? No, no, no. He's oh, just, okay. You know, he's spine bustering <laughs> some people.
3: Brother, brother. Uh, and then, uh, and
2: then she got crazy. I'm totally here, and I've heard everything you said.
0: <laughs>
2: God, is that you?
3: Uh, the next match, uh, it was the six-person scramble, as we had <clears throat>
1: our guy, no-sells' favorite wrestler, Caden Gasly, taking on Jaden, Drexel, Sonico, everybody's favorite homeboy, Chris Brady, and the pirate, Charlie Avell. Are you matey?
3: This was exactly what you would want out of a six-person scramble. This went everywhere. All the stuff happened. It was bonkers from bell to bell. Uh, Hard to follow all the action in a very good way, because everywhere you looked, something was going on.
1: Yeah, it it was great. It was fun,
0: chaotic. Um, I, the table was the seventh man in this match as he was not taking anything as Caden would try to take down Caden threw uh, Brady through the table, but it didn't break. Then he tried Jaden and then he put, uh, Brady on the table and just did a splash just to break the damn table.
3: And the thing is like, if Caden is throwing through the table and it's not breaking, that's the strongest table in the history of the world.
0: I am the table. Then uh <laughs> Brady with the uh jump off the off the, off the merch stand. Uh,
3: no, it's the um container. I mean it's a merch stand. I mean
1: it's oh. a giant
3: trailer, but it's merch.
0: Oh, okay. You say potato, yeah. I say ketchup. I mean it so. was it was the end store. Well, again, I okay. No. <laughs> but yeah, it was c- crazy to see cuz of uh he he hesitated for that one second. <laughs> like, oh, oh. But no, that it was a great match. And I think the winner of the match gets the final spot in the uh upcoming show.
3: In the in the Rumble, I believe. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And that winner would be everybody's favorite homeboy, Chris Brady. The, uh, the crowd got to witness the best moonsault in pro wrestling live and in person. And it's just a thing of beauty.
1: I, uh, I will never get tired of watching that. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Uh,
0: chaos match fun to see the, you know, it's one of those things I'm, it's fun to see again non wrestling fans just watch it, and like there was a lot of phones out recording this chaos, yeah, and by and i and I know for sure one one like I saw someone I used to work with there, and he had his phone out, and I'm like, you don't like wrestling, but this is great that you're like he's like recording
1: everything, and it's just like that's cr- crazy, it's awesome, and then. On to our next match as we
3: have another debut here for Power Wrestling. Uh we have Dr. Cleaver. That's not the debut. He's been here. Is Corey's it? uh Corey's uh gynecologist, I believe he said. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh taking on Marcus
1: Ericks. The, uh... the Go acquaintance ahead. of Funny Bone. There it is. Another another fun match. And,
0: uh, you know, I'm going to steal it from you, Booble, uh, but how big Cleaver is in person,
3: how we keep forgetting how big he is. Yeah, I get, like, Scott Hall-like things with him. I'm like, oh, yeah, you are, like, not a normal-sized human being. You're very big. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, I, I think a good de- debut for Marcus. You know, put him yep. up with someone, put him up with, you know, he's been, I'm going to assume he's been wrestling for many years and it's, you know, put him up against a vet with like Cleaver and, you know, they put
3: on a show. And I mean, he, he apparently made some friends as he, his merch stand was busy after the show. That's awesome. Uh, a lot of people were, were digging what he was into. Um, And uh, Corey uh, will appreciate this because uh, his, his name is Marcus,
1: and so of course he had hit the blockbuster, which I am all for. Only impressed if he has calf implants. You know, the you know
0: what's funny is that he Booba called the move. He's like, he's a hit. He, you you
1: literally yelled, hit a blockbuster. <laughs> And then he literally did it. So that was fun. And, uh... Naja was... This is the match Naja was in, right, Joe?
3: Yes, yes. Yeah, Naja, once again, just uh, a fucking highlight on the outside of the ring. Just the the interplay with the crowd. I, I was standing... I could see him from across the ring where I was standing... And there were fans booing Cleaver with both thumbs down, and he would take one of the thumbs and turn them up the other way, and then the other one, the fan would put their thumb back down. It was fantastic.
0: Stealing children's seats, all that fun. It was <laughs> hiding in the crowd. Like I know he was. He stood next to us, and he's just like, "Yeah, I'd like to punch that guy too." It's like, <laughs> as he
3: said it quietly, hiding. <laughs> yeah, like I'll punch him if I could. Uh, I just want like. Like a king, nausea Cam. We just follow him wherever he's at the whole night. Oh, that would be amazing. It would be phenomenal. Uh, but Cleaver gets the win here. Uh, as as you know, I think we all expected here.
0: Well, well, because Derek Shaw comes out and hits uh, Cleaver with
3: the chair to cost Marcus the the,
1: the W. You did.
3: Yeah. Uh, which is an interesting move for a babyface, but you know. They got
0: history, him and a. More of that
3: later. <laughs> yeah. Suspect that story is not done being told. Not yet. And then Jobin, the reason why we were all here, the main events of your evening, as it's a rematch for the Palpa Wrestling Tag Team Championships, as it's your reigning and defending champions, the Blanchard Brothers, the actual Blanchard Brothers this
1: time. Not that no good Sabar of Vinny Masaro taking on the Hammer Bros. You know, it's a dark day in
0: wrestling. As I, you know, it, it's pretty hard for me to even show up on show up today for this a show. Because they were talking about some chicanery happened. As first Bobby, off, Mr. Ooh, Mr. Ulala uh, was calling it down the middle, and he was looking
3: good, might I say. Uh, I mean, he never looks good, and he can't dance. Wow. Uh, wow. That's all, but that's all but established. He definitely has pocket sand. Uh, he was definitely a biased referee for the Blanchards. So he didn't call uh, shit down the middle. He was calling it right down the middle. I mean, Mr. Canada,
0: was on the on the Hammer Brothers, and because they had Slego come out with them, so ex facto, it's a handicap match. All right. And the whole it was a heavy cut mass was
3: last week.
0: It's not that I remember. Pay ba- it's
3: payback chicanery is all that is.
0: D- not, not that I remember. What I know is, we had a ref that was going down the middle, and we had the Blanchards, and an injured hero, might I say, a hero. It took
3: courage for Jeremy to wrestle. He was on a bad I mean, knee. How how Jeremy Blanchard and avoided an indictment for setting that school bus fire last week, I'll never know. But so we're
0: they're know. already they're already coming down, you know, hurt, outnumbered because Sluggo and the Hammer brothers. And there's just chicanery all around. Ooh la, la, calling it down the middle as you saw it. Normal counting for both. You know, but no. You know, we get the the incident that, you know, the ref gets a bump.
3: Because he stuck so, his, well, his big, dumb hair in places that didn't belong. You
0: son. Yeah, it was fat, glorious hair. He gets knocked down. So, you know, he he thinks he should be, you know. And then the bl- the hammers hit their finisher. And then Sluggo, who first off doesn't have a referee shirt on. I don't think he's even licensed to be a referee. Makes the three count. So, I'm right now, I'm putting in a filibuster for this uh, chicanery of a tag match.
3: First of all, Ulala also didn't have a ref shirt on. So yes, you know, he did. Yes, he did. That he already had, disqualifies yeah. your yeah. argument. No, he nope. had a blue okay. jacket on. Uh, for,
0: matching, matching the pal, the pow referees wear.
3: POW referees do not wear sequin jackets, sir. How dare you?
0: They could, they could, if they wanted to. I but, guarantee.
3: But, but they don't. First of all, the referees in the match are safety officers. Sluggo had a safety vest on. That makes him a qualified referee. Oh,
0: get out of here with that crap.
3: The ref goes down because he's an incompetent referee. Got in the way. Got whatever he got coming to him. Sluggo happened to be in the right spot at the right time. Hit the one, two, three. And we have brand new PAL Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions.
0: Sluggo's just a Etsy version of the... Um... Giraffe from Toys R Us.
3: And, and Corey is silent right now because he he, he has realized the error of his ways and he knows that justice has been served and we have annexed Lantern country forever.
2: Well, pass the bread. Here comes the baloney from Mike. Uh, no, that is not <laughs> at all what's going on. That is, that is terrible. I would agree with you, but then we'd both be wrong. Uh, this is not at all what I heard. Well, of course... My correspondent at the show was Joe, so you know, (laughs) opinions may be skewed. However, I will say this uh, I, you know, I I was not able to attend, uh, which sucked. Yeah,
3: because you were uh, setting another fire that Blanche is going to take credit for.
2: That's liable, (laughs) sir. Uh, I am, uh, I'm going to have to reach out to my attorney on that one. You'll be hearing from him. Probably within the next couple of days, I if I can find him, um, it's tough. It's is, it, ambul- is, it Har- is it Harvey Whippleman? No, but it's ambulance chasing season, and he's he's really busy. Um, <laughs> I but that's not here nor there. I did hear. Uh, I heard some news and notes from this weekend. I want to uh, send your way. Uh, no report to the to the rumor that it's uh, Uncle Tom underneath the. Uh, the animal mascot outfit to help the Hammer Brothers. Uh, that's that's not it.
1: Uh, big big I, I Uncle know. Tom.
2: Uh, <laughs> also, uh, the Hammer Brothers defeating the Blanchards for the tag title sounds completely just unjust. It, it reminds me of when Men on a Mission beat the Quebecers for the tag title. Um, a true miscarriage of justice. Um, well, I don't know. Uh, it, to, to give you context to that one, they were on a European tour, and Mabel was so fucking big when he splashed one of the Quebecers, they knocked the air out of him and they couldn't kick out, so the ref had to count three, and they won the tag titles when they weren't supposed to. Uh, <laughs> I shit you not. They just did a title change a couple nights later in one of the other European towns. The Quebecers took them
1: back to the states. Uh, is it part? Of, is it
2: part the- of the history?
1: Is it like yes? It's
2: in the part- it's in the record awesome.
1: books. Awesome. Yeah.
2: That I may well squash the tag titles. Um, I I I was able to hear though, uh, and I, I don't I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn here, but there's a particular reason that there's not going to be any more base brawls anytime in the immediate upcoming future. That's because I heard that uh the the allure of, of seeing Mr. Oola-la inside the ring in an officiating capacity, uh noticeably dipped into CM Punk's numbers on Collision Episode 2 and there was an immediate (laughs) cease and desist.
0: I can believe that. I can believe that.
3: I mean, I I don't like the guy because he has nothing but pocket sand in those pockets. I know that for a fact. But uh, I at least we'll give him credit that uh, unlike two other people from Reseda, California, he wouldn't be scared of a little hill heat. That's true. That's true. so there's that. But Just, series, justice, justice has been deserved. I, I call baloney.
0: But the Blanchards have I, been dethroned. I, I, I will. No, we'll we'll get the titles back soon enough.
2: No, what's God, this? I mean? got a mouse in your pocket? What's that? I can only I can only imagine now those beautiful POW tag team titles, nestled inside a dirty, disgusting fucking lunch pail. Nice to cover like bratwursts and fucking sauerkraut and god knows co- what else those degenerates take with them for lunch.
0: It's gonna it be like covered heaven. in it's going to be covered in their like mayonnaise and mustard from their sandwiches.
3: Ugh.
1: Yeah. Ugh. I mean come on.
3: Hey, if you can't dip your fries and ketchup on a pal for wrestling belt, what are we even doing with life? <laughs>
2: the true sure. true miscarriage <laughs> justice.
0: So I will I will, you know, I will continue my filibuster about how Blanchard was screwed, but I, I will do that off air. But I will, uh again say baseball hey, was fa-
2: Oh go ahead, go ahead, finish
0: real quick. I was just gonna say it was fun. It was fantastic. It was fun to see, you know, six hundred plus people watching. So, you know, I hope I hope it happens again because it was awesome and,
2: First of all, I was just going to segue into Pick Your Poison. But real quickly, okay. I would just like to say that, uh, in all seriousness, the Hammer Brothers are my second favorite tag team in POW.
3: Behind the Flame and Aces, of course.
2: Oh, no, every other team is tied for first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> got him. Uh,
3: Damn. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, before we segue real quick with the next show, yeah, it was. That's I believe I read this that uh, the Eugene Emerald said it was the best partnership they've ever had for an event.
2: Damn right. Uh,
3: uh, so uh, I, uh, I, I I can speak for all of us here at Noosa Entertainment. We could not be more proud and excited and happy for those who run, pal. They fucking deserve oh, yeah. every goddamn yep, bit yep. of that. Yes, yeah, so you
2: do. know the, the the collective team. The people, the, everybody works their asses off. Yep.
1: Uh, it's an all-around just great presentation, great, great organization. Uh, yeah, And you
3: know what I was thinking about was like, can you imagine Whoa. if the people who run who run PAL had Tony Khan's budget?
2: That'd be awesome. I-
3: like Vince would be out of fucking business in a year.
2: I just marked out like a little bitch at something. <laughs> sorry. What? Well, Mike's being sincere and 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 honest and and really doing the good work of of no show entertainment, and I'm here marking out because somebody gave another person a wet really up their asshole.
3: You watch the JBL we, match, huh? Yeah. What are you
2: yeah, watching? It's a show called All Together Now. It's a pay per view with New Japan, All Japan, and Pro Wrestling Noah. And the uh, great old con, the great old con lubed up that whole taped thumb. And, well, he went, we went to explore.
0: That's why <laughs> right, he's not at Forbidden Door. But, you know, congr- you know that was a fun night. And you can have a fun night on July 22nd at World Pies for Pick Your Poison. Get your tickets now at powprowrestling.eventbrite.com. Or download that Eventbrite app and look up for pal Pro Wrestling. As a match has been announced as it's gonna be Tara Zepp versus the returning Izzy McQueen. The OG.
3: Yeah, like three years, I believe, I said
0: yep.
1: since yep. her three last years. match in Pal. Yep. Yep. Damn.
2: She was she was day one ish. She should come out to the Usos theme.
0: <laughs> that would be amazing.
2: <laughs>
0: Corey can say he's down since day one. Yeah. But, you know, get your tickets now. If you had a fun time at Base Brawl, you're going to have another fun time at Pick Your Poison.
3: I mean, there, there's no reason to say if. You had a fun time. So continue that fun time and get your tickets for Pick Your Poison. Yes. At
0: palprowrestling.eventbrite.com or the Eventbrite app or nocelentertainments.com or palprowrestling's website. So get your tickets now. You don't want to miss out. So that was our Saturday. Then we go to yep. Sunday. And so Sunday was Forbidden Door, AEW versus New Japan Pro Wrestling. Part 2. Part deux. Basically, this was a two-match card. It, it, The selling point, you know? Like, we were all looking forward to all the matches, but we knew what we were getting ourselves into
3: the two match card, what did you guys think of it? uh it was better than double or nothing I didn't pay that much
2: yes oh that that's for sure <laughs> and, I, and i and I was higher on double or nothing than you two were, but yeah this yeah far true off through that um, this was really good uh some interesting notes to bring up as we talk about some of the matches that I have you yeah guys it- either know or don't know.
3: Yeah, overall it was better than I thought it would be. Um, uh, yeah, we'll get into it as we as we go along here. So let's
0: get into it. Excuse me. Um, first we had a dark match as it was Tom Lawler defeating Serpentico as it was announced on Rampage.
2: No, it was on cool. social media Saturday. Oh, social media or Sunday morning.
0: Um, or it was it was on either Rampage or Collision um but it was tom lawler versus adam cole and then sunday and oh, yeah
2: they announced Ad- it for rampage yeah they announced yeah. it on Rampage, but sunday it was canceled
0: sunday was canceled because uh, adam cole sh- had a fever and they didn't want
2: him oh, to show man, up so.
0: man that dude Jesus.
2: blessing in disguise though because uh i think there would have been time something would have had to have been cut into and the matches that were there to deliver delivered, and I didn't want either one of them chopped down. So I yeah, there the wasn't a whole lot.
3: And there wasn't a whole lot to cut because, like, no. even some of the shorter matches, like the only thing you could do was just not have them.
0: Yeah, all the all the matches on the main card went over ten, so one of the matches would have been cut for sure, or time wise. Um, then uh for the dark hour. Zero hour. Um, we had the mogul embassy of Swerve, Tau Leona, Brian Cage, Bishop Khan defeating Chaos, of Rocky Romero, Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, and Desperado.
2: Oh, and a very oh. hesitant El Desperado.
3: Oh, Despy.
2: <laughs> 12 <laughs> minutes believe, and
3: 30 seconds.
2: Who couldn't believe he had to team up with Chuck Taylor? Uh, and
3: Despy, uh, I feel your pain, brother. I'm right there with you. I couldn't believe you <laughs> got to do it either.
2: Uh this was an okay match. Uh, the mogul, the mogul Indus- industries or embassy. Uh, you know, they're not bad. I mean, Brian Cage is Brian Cage, but Swerve is is the man, and I kind of like that tag team of Uh, Toleoni and and Bishop Khan. Yeah, they're they're not bad.
0: You made the uh, joke so, that Vince was looking after him just because of the tattoos.
2: Oh, yeah, he wants Tony Leone just to put in the bloodline so someone else can get mad at Roman for a couple months.
1: <laughs> but it was okay. Uh, Swerve should be or deserves better, but I think he's going to get it.
2: Uh, he, talk about a guy who made the right move. Uh, I mean, he, he didn't ask to get it, but he wouldn't release. He made the right move going to the other
1: company.
3: No, yeah, I mean, because, like, I think we all feared that he might wind up in Impact. Yeah. And that, that would have been sad.
2: Or worse yet, brought back his hit row. I mean,
1: look what the other three have done. Oh, God. Of course, you could still say that that's a direct result of not having him with them.
3: Well, that and uh, Flop Balor is his yeah, own well, magical magical thing. That
0: well, minute and uh, a half, two-minute uh, video of Michael Cole killing good. him. Yeah. So
1: good. <laughs>
3: What
2: was next, Joe? Uh, Athena
3: defeating Billy Starks hold in on. the hold on, hold on, hold on, Joe. What did you give that, Corey? Oh yeah.
2: Oh, uh, it was a nice little two and three quarter match. It was it was perfect fun.
0: Uh, Athena defeats Billy Starks in the uh, women's Owen Hart Cup tournament first round match in seven minutes and fifty seconds.
2: The fact that Billy Starks is in the tournament tells me she's signed, uh, which is not surprising. She's Got a huge upset, she's like the Nick Wayne of the women's division, and AW
1: was smart to scoop both of them up.
2: Um, Athena, ever since she just started role playing Vader, has been on <laughs> a, an incredible push. Uh, so more power <laughs> to her. Uh, not really surprised, it's two and a quarter stars. Uh, I
3: liked it more than I thought I was going to considering it's an Athena match. Athena is the drizzling shits. Um we all know what happened I, in January. But I really like Billy Stark a lot, or Billy Starks a lot. Uh and surprisingly, Athena didn't kill her here. It was just a, it was actually just kind of a hard hitting match and it was nice. It was
2: way more competitive than I thought it would be.
3: Which tells me they Same have here. a lot of plans here. for Billy Starks for sure.
2: Which I think is yeah. a smart move. Um Yeah. yeah.
0: And then the uh, last zero hour, mat Oh, nope! Second. Uh, There's two, second. More two more. I can't read. It's been a long day. Uh, the man with the wrong theme music, El Phantasmo, defeats Stu Grayson in 7 <laughs> minutes and 15
3: seconds. Oops. I <laughs> uh, bet. What about did he come out that? to?
0: He just came out to one of his, one of his like uh, the song before he went to bullet club or something. And they yeah, played the a, wrong song.
2: It was like two, two gimmicks ago. Uh, <laughs> oops. <laughs> uh, it's like Hollywood Hogan coming out to eye of the tiger. Like, why would that even be queued up? That's a good question. Someone fell asleep at the wheel. And considering how involved Tony Khan is with theme music, I don't think it was him.
3: Right. I, yeah. Uh, I honestly, I don't, remember, was, I don't remember shit about this match, to be honest.
2: This match was just there. Uh, Stu Grayson is a very talented in ring worker. Having said that, he is the living embodiment of just a guy. He is a good <laughs> hand. He's going to give you a good match, he's not going to screw anything up. He's going to make the opponent look really good. But there's just nothing else about him that screams, remember me. Uh, even though he's wearing remember face me. paint and a loincloth. And, and he's wearing face paint and a loincloth, too. And I'm saying this. So, damn. <laughs> uh, and El Phantasmo, I think he does have a bright career as a baby face. After this Bullet Club uh, turn. Uh, where he turned out of him. But he hasn't found it yet, either in Japan or here. Uh, so... Give it a while, I think he'll be much
1: more over. This was just here. It was two stars. I just remember, you know, and me and Google had the
0: same thought, like El Fantasma looked like a a little smaller version of Logan Paul with the hairstyle and the pants and all that stuff. All right, let me butcher this team's faction's name. Um, okay. <laughs> in the last zero hour matches, Los Ingoberables de Japan.
2: Hey, fucking! He he almost hit it. He he messed up a a little bit. A it's a, it's a I know.
0: I as I said, I was like, I got it wrong. I got the. <laughs> but
2: no. He got the hard word right. Yeah, so remember he did. Me.
3: <laughs> I mean, Joe, that just means you were better than Jim Cornette and Brian Last, You both butchered
2: the living fuck out of that word. Hell yeah, Shingo uh, means- Bush. I was going to say, that means you escape an ass-whipping by Shingo Takagi, and that's a good thing. Thank you. That's, that's
0: great. <laughs> As Shingo, Bushi, and uh, Time Haramu. Bomb, Haramu, defeated the United Empire of Jeff Cobb, Kyle Fletcher, and fuck TJP in 7 <laughs> minutes and
3: 30 seconds. Uh, and, of course, Jeff Cobb, uh, the better version of Wardlow. So.
2: Well, most, I mean, you mean better version number three of Wardlow. There's like 18 of them.
3: Yeah, we'll get, uh, we'll get to more. Of the, we'll get to more of them later.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kurt Jeff Cobb is like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not comparing him to the other name, but he, with the uh, Olympic credentials and the amateur wrestling background, he's like, if you took Wardlow and Kurt Angle and meshed them together,
1: um, you kind of get Jeff Cobb. He's not as good as Kurt Angle, but. He's got the Jack pedigree. I can see that. He, uh, he, unfortunately for Jeff Cobb, and I mean,
3: there's literally nothing he can do about it, he has the body type of rhino, so he's thick, he's thick and muscular, but short as fuck.
2: Yeah, he's, what, I'd say
3: 5'7". <laughs> uh, on a good day.
2: Yeah. But but the problem with him is he's 5'7 both ways. <laughs> He's 5'10.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. Sure.
0: sure
3: he is. Sure. Uh-huh. 5'10, 263. The
2: 263 I buy, he's not 5'10. <laughs> so like Los and pick up the win.
1: Um I'm not surprised. Any team with a on it should automatically be victorious. Um, now they're the
2: second biggest faction in Japan right behind Boba Club. I would say right now, well, actually, since you know, Bullet Club's had a bit of a resurgence with all they've done, I would say norm- most of the time Los Agrobenabeles are number one. Okay. And Merch Cell, and yeah,
1: they're real big. What do you give it, Corey? Oh, and, yeah, two to three quarter. It was, it was fun, but, you know, not great.
2: All right.
0: So let's get to the main card. Our first match of the night. For the AEW World Championship, MJF defeats Tanahashi in 15 minutes and 30 seconds.
2: Two things came to mind as soon as this match got five minutes in. Tanahashi moves like Terry Funk circa 2000. Uh, <laughs> boy, I mean, it was just a year and a half ago. It was like, oh, no, he's still great on any given night. There might be some rough nights, but he can still, I mean, he's not done. Boy, he done. Uh, yeah. There's the spirit is there, with the body checked out. It's like body's like no, bro. <laughs> uh-uh. He's
3: he's more liked and seen him than we all thought.
2: Yep, his body was like, dude, I had done done everything you wanted. Now it's my turn. Um, and MJF was like 1987 Ric Flair. Uh, the way with what he was doing, the tricks he was using, the the antics to start the match, he, the was, out- he was using. Yeah, he was using every trick in the book to cover up for Tanahashi's deficiencies, and did a good job at it.
0: He even um, does the he even does the flare spot where Flair runs, gets thrown over the top turnbuckle, runs up to the top rope, and then never hits the spot and gets thrown off.
2: Yep, I he uh, good pitch, Flair. Surprisingly,
1: Flair.
3: <laughs> I like this match. I think more than I thought I would going into it. It was clear, like that, that MJF, like you know, he does a very good lot of blurring reality and kayfabe, but he clearly wanted to make Tanahashi look as good as humanly possible. Oh yeah, and, um, you know Tanahashi's limited, so there's always so much he can do. But I think he did a pretty good job leading him to a, a more than passable match.
2: Yeah, no, I think they both did a really great job. MJF did a superb carry job. And I say that in the most respectful way. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was exactly what it should have been. He still cheats to win, which makes Tanahashi still look strong in America. Because it's funny, and I'll say this about the next match too, that's actually some of the news bits I have, is that in Japan, they recognize Tanahashi's kind of wasted. But in America, he still has that allure because not everybody watches everything Japan so closely. So he's mm-hmm. still the ace here. And so they did a good job of hiding the fact that, oh, this motherfucker is about done. And, uh, and still use the cachet to give him, JF, another big name win. Say what you want. It means something to say, yeah, I'd beat Tanahashi. I mean, oh, it looks Tana. good on the resume. Yeah. So good job uh everyone, MJF did a superb fucking job. And uh good way to open up the card. It was done well. Yep. It's that
0: it's that MJF uh storyline of um you know New Japan's an indie company, so um if I'm gonna wrestle I mean wrestle uh first match so I can get out of there as soon as possible. Which he did. Posted a video of him at the airport, like I'm leaving. <laughs> Deuces <laughs>
3: Uh what did you give it, Corey?
1: Uh I went three.
3: A
2: full three. Okay. Like it was but 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 that's not to disappoint. Uh I mean, it was everything it should have been, and both did exactly what they should have done. Uh,
3: and I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if he'll ever I don't know if Tanahashi will ever say it the way Cena did. But very much that's that's as good as you're ever gonna get from Tanahashi again. He can't do better than
2: that. Yeah, no, he's He's done. He's and I think he knows it. That's why he's in the six man tag division in New Japan right now. Is he
0: in the G one?
2: Yeah, he is, and that's gonna be so I didn't finish that. Yeah. Group D is like all of the old hands who have been in like double digit G1s. You're talking your your Tanahashi, your Ishii, your Toro Yano, your fucking uh Hiroki Goto, like we're it's like all the tired old gunslingers have to wrestle each other and try to figure out who's yeah. going to be out of that fucking... Uh, that's pretty... Uh, that's kind of an inter- interesting story for those nights to see which which old guy that doesn't have much left in the tank's is going to make it out of that bracket alive.
1: When does it start, Corey? July... I think 16th. So... I'm going to say something here, because, uh, as Corey does have the gimmick.
3: I do. I think what we should do is, when we get to that point, that instead of homework every week, we should watch the G1.
2: Not a bad idea. Maybe, if, if nothing else, I can give you guys, like, one or two matches that are the cream of the yeah. crop. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, I'm all for it. That's, I'm
1: all
2: for that's it. That's a good idea. Yeah, we'll do that.
0: Because I know we tried I, uh, that a while ago, but my work at the time work schedule was unable to. But now with me having my normal days off and an extra here, I should be able to fit it in. You know,
3: I don't. Uh, you know, I'm not the the biggest purveyor of Japanese wrestling. Uh, I'm, I can't promise I'm gonna like it, but <laughs> I think it's it's a hole in my watching fandom that I should probably rectify somewhat.
2: It'll be uh, think, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll pick the, the cream of the crop for that particular week and say, hey man, check this out, this out, and this out. Okay. And uh, yeah.
0: I think Corey would enjoy filling your hole with Japanese uh, wrestling.
2: I knew, uh, what? I knew <laughs> that was coming. So, I mean, <laughs>
3: Joe, waiting for it. <laughs> Joe, Set he has to pay. The, he has to pay the toll to get to the boy's hole. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, that's before true. we move that's on, real today. quick. We would be remiss if we didn't bring up the great commentary that we had tonight.
2: Ooh, you're not kidding. So, the first part of the night, we get Kevin Kelly, Chris Charlton, and Excalibur.
0: That's for the mm-hmm. zero hour.
2: And then, and then I think they, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. And then for the pay-per-view, it's, it's Kevin Kelly, Excalibur, and Taz. Yep. Which, that's great. And then later on in the night, they traded out Kevin Kelly for Shivani, or no Taz for Shivani.
3: Taz for Shivani, yeah.
2: Yeah, which was a bit of a downgrade, but not not as bad as you'd expect.
3: And and uh, Excalibur got there at some point. Yeah, he he
0: got
2: there. He got yeah yeah.
3: They replaced Charlton with Excalibur. I don't know when, but they replaced Charlton with with Excalibur at some point.
2: With with Kevin Kelly on the call too. Excalibur didn't have to do what Excalibur is now famous for.
3: Yeah, uh he was, he was a lot everything. more he was a lot more tolerable tonight.
2: This yeah. is the Excalibur that I remember from PWG, who was just like riffing and having fun. I mean he would still uh, give you the, the the nuts and bolts of the match and, and, and you could follow it, but it wasn't like hyperventilating trying to get everything Tony wants him to say within thirty seconds.
3: And like uh, I wouldn't even mean, like, I, I don't even mind the Excalibur stick where he like yells everything at the top of his lungs if he's not doing that while doing play by play.
2: Right, right, yeah. I think like he's, this, he's better suited as color guy with Kevin Kelly. Yeah, this amount of Excalibur I can handle. And I will yeah. say this I love Kevin Kelly on New Japan, but after just two weeks, they need to pay whatever amount <laughs> they have to to get him out of that contract full time. And just get him here.
3: Honestly, I think that's the plan. I think what what's his contract is up. I don't think he's signing again. Is the point?
1: Yeah,
2: I think he's got he a is, child who's in his older teens now. Mm-hmm. He's in his fifties. I mean, the the Japan gig was great. It got him out of uh, the retail world again. He was like working in an office. Uh, but I think if you can if you can do it at home with AEW, I think it's a much better option at this point.
3: Yeah. And- and we didn't talk about Collision this week, which is fine, but uh, him and Nigel, God, that's so good.
2: They are so good together.
3: Jesus, man. It's um, the already the best pairings. I would say, like, they might be the best commentary tag team if they didn't also have Ian
2: Rickabody and Chris Coleman. <laughs> Who are also so fucking good. It's funny. It's like neither one of the best teams are on Dynamite. Uh, it's It's crazy. And then we're probably going to get Riccoboni and Nigel for a month.
3: Yeah, because Kevin Kelly's yeah going back.
2: Yeah, he's got to do the G1. So I mean, remember talking about that's, oh. that's, that's hardly a downgrade.
3: That's uh, phenomenal as well.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, an embarrassment of riches when you have awkward British uh, panty guy over on Raw sounding like he's standing outside some woman's window. And Corey Graves. He's <laughs> uh, holding the ladder for him. And then you have poor Vic Joseph on NXT doing the work of seven men while Booker's yeah. next to him ordering Grubhub.
3: <laughs> L- literally, folks. Literally ordering Grubhub.
2: Not having a clue who the fuck's in the ring.
3: Booker, oh, no. it, oh, it, it's her. Uh, oh. So, huh? did, I'm guessing you guys watched the uh, – well, I mean, we'll get back to before, in a second. I'm guessing you guys watched the Franklin Rollins-Rod match. No.
2: I saw the highlights.
3: Okay, so I was going to ask, did he know who Seth Rollins was?
2: <laughs> they probably had to remind him before he came out. It what was Remember Tyler Shild- Black doing here? Remember the shield? No, here's a guy.
1: Booker?
2: Remember the shield, Booker? Kind of. Did we take him on Nitro once? <laughs> <laughs> and that fucker is checked out to the nth degree.
1: My God, dude.
2: Yeah, back to... So, the second match... And this is actually something else I was going to talk about. DM Punk taking on Satoshi Kojima. First round of the Owen Hart Foundation um, Tournament.
0: Punk defeated him in
2: 1340. Punk really diving into the hostile reaction that he received in Toronto. Yep. Played up to it masterfully. He's a primo dick. One of the, I mean, one of the things I liked about him so much. Period. However, the Japanese uh, press—I I read a thing about them and the fan base in Japan were um, thrilled and happy to see the reception Kojima got in the states because they, you know, they take the wrestling a little more seriously than we do, and especially when it comes to legends. And New Japan, to be honest, doesn't really treat Kojima that well. When he does work for them, he's usually in the opening multi-man match, taking the pen as the old guy, which mm-hmm. is kind of weird because he's still an old guy who can go. Like, he's got more in the tank than Tanahashi, and he's about 10 years older. <coughs> but uh, they were very pleased at the American fans for recognizing his career and, and, and reacting positively. Because, I mean, let's be honest, in WWE, he, there would have been no reaction at all. He would have been
1: just nothing.
3: Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, so I'm, I'm sort of going to give myself shit while at the same time vindicating myself. It's going to be very weird, so stay with me for a second. Because I listened to Cornette's show after I watched the show. And when they were, I listened, they were previewing Forbidden Door. Yeah. And, you know, Jim Cornette has forgotten more about wrestling than I'll ever know in my fucking life. And yeah. even though he doesn't watch current Japan Japanese wrestling, he pretty much knows who everybody is. And even he was like, "I have no idea who Shingo is." And and so I was so like, for me, I was like, "Well, then that I don't feel as terrible because like I have never heard of that dude in my life before this match." Yeah. Having said that, that's that's ignorant on my part. It's not a slight against him at all. That's a that's a that's a fault of mine. I, was, I very much enjoyed the match. I liked a lot. I liked what he did in the match. I very much enjoyed
2: it. He was, um. he's a very tough, strong style worker. Uh, Yeah. And, and they also said, the Japanese press also said, they were very impressed with the heel heat CM Punk was getting. It was like, <laughs> nobody in Japan gets that kind of fucking heat. Because <laughs> um, like, I don't want well, you know I, since I don't
3: watch Japanese wrestling, like I still recognize at least most of the names. And so when they announced this match, I was like, I had to ask you, I was like, I don't know who this is. And I went through his career. He's been wrestling like in main companies since like the early '90s. Oh yeah. Like he's he's been around, and I just there's you a blank like, spot there for me.
2: It, it's always weird. There's always a blind spot somewhere, even if you're like you like you like you. You're not like really into the Japanese wrestling, but you've been a fan long enough that if you hear a name enough, you recognize, mm-hmm. Oh, that's a big name. Yeah. Uh, he's just one of those blind spots. Uh, the only, the most hardcore of hardcore American fans, uh, knew of him because he never, he never got the shine even in Japan as the the main guy. So, but it's one of those things. Yeah. no, it, This was a good match. This was way better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, this over delivered in my opinion.
0: Same here. Um, Especially when Punk Kojima wrote, does the elbow drop in the, to the dick.
2: To the yam bag. <laughs>
3: I, I saw his tweet today.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh it's awesome. Um uh, Punk, Punk gets the win as he should. Yeah. And then uh helps him up, shows the respect. <laughs>
1: you can tell he's we were this hoping is a for him to close him.
2: Yeah, I was hoping for it, but you can tell this is a match that yeah. meant something to Punk. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Now, I you know, I will say something. Uh, we kind of, I think, got lucky that we didn't wind up getting that Punk-Tanahashi match, even though that's probably technically a bigger match. I think, I think it would was. have worked it worked out better that MJF led Tanahashi and not Punk, and Punk got this match. I think they the two matches were better that way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it... All in all, it ended up being a win-win. And uh, I gave this uh, three and a quarter. I thought it was good. Nice. Um, Punk all
3: weekend just channeling Hulk Hogan.
2: He was fantastic. He's such a dick. (laughs) I'm a
0: collision guy. I'm not
2: even supposed to be here. I'm not even supposed to be here. I'm a collision guy. Go
3: ahead. I was
0: going to say, one of my favorite lines I've ever heard in wrestling was from MJF on last Wednesday's dynamite of Tony you sick pervert you make me wrestle every week every day now every show <laughs> yes. you pervert that
2: was awesome. that was awesome.
3: I mean I am partial to the uh Shorzy line punk hit us with me he told Jay White to give his balls a tug.
2: Yep, give your balls a tug. I was like, God damn it, of course. Of course <laughs> Sam Punk is cool enough to watch Leonard Kenny. Of course. <laughs> God Fucking great dude. Did you see his uh Instagram post today, Punk's
3: no, no.
2: Well, he gave a certain somebody the seal of approval. Is that he had a picture of him and Jay White in the ring with Jay White doing the bullet thing to his head, and then uh, next to that he had the scene from Looper where Bruce Willis is in the in the restaurant (laughs) talking to himself at the kitchen at the table. (laughs) Uh, I was like, well, there's the seal of approval right there from Punk. Yeah, Jay White and
3: Punk is low key a fairly big match. That feels like that could be a Wembley match if they don't do something else. It should be. That could be a and maybe a, a sneaky big match.
2: Maybe we can. Maybe everybody will forget the horrendous way Con booked Jay White when he first got to the company. I maybe. mean, it's pretty easy. To,
3: it's pretty easy to forget it because
2: no, no ends ifs or buts. Not being sarcastic. Easily one of the biggest whiffs on a big star debut in the company for any company I have ever seen. It's I was like, really that's what yeah. you did with him.
3: He was like, he like walked into a backstage segment, right?
2: Yeah, and then he ends up in a feud with Ricky Starks that isn't exactly set the world on fire. I was like you were handed like the, <laughs> the hottest dude in New Japan, and this is what you've done. God damn it. But hey, it looks you, like You can give, give Tony it.
0: one. You can give Tony one or two. While, you know, Dodo done yeah. a, a lot worse. So.
2: Yeah. So I mean, I guess you know. But they're they're slowly slowly repairing that damage. And him and Juice together is money. Uh, uh I, I, I not told not you guys really. off air. I told you guys
3: off air. I know it's a nickname because Cordes trying to be funny. But Jen and Juice is a phenomenal fucking tag team name.
2: I like that. They should go with that. A-
3: it's really good.
2: The Bang Bang Gang, Bullet yeah. Club Gold. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, we,
3: we should talk about it here a little bit. Uh, so clearly at some point, Punk is going to go full heel. And I liked, was it you, Corey, who had the idea of maybe he's going to join a
2: certain faction of a group? Yeah, well, I mean, like, he usually doesn't do anything accidentally. And he was wearing black shorts with gold stars instead of what he's been wearing, the pink, the Bret Hart tribute the last couple weeks. Mm. But it's black with gold here. He usually doesn't do anything by accident. So just keep an eye on that.
1: Okay. Um,
0: Our next match was for the uh, international, AEW's international championship in a four-way match. as Orange Cassidy defeats Zack Sabre Jr., Shibata, and Daniel Garcia in 11 minutes and 15 seconds.
2: Well two things everybody knew Garcia was there to take the pin, yep,, <laughs> uh, and you know what he he's not going to get a free pass for me on this one he He copied my least favorite fucking trope in wrestling uh, a multi man match where you have somebody hanging outside, some dude hits his finish, then you jump in, shove him out, and take his pin. I fucking hate it, and they did it here
1: and.
3: And it sucks every time, but it also doesn't make sense when it's a baby face
2: that does it. Right? Like, I can almost understand it from the aspect of the storyline that they've been telling with him. as that he's overdoing it with the nonstop title defenses. And he's, he's winning by the skin of his teeth and getting more frazzled as the weeks go on. He's getting desperate. So from that alone, I can kind of see the idea of this finish working in this instance, but I still hated it.
1: Yeah, I know the whole room went, ugh, Corey's every spot. Yep. And, God damn it. And this match was
3: just kind of uh, there for me. It didn't. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was just
1: eh, kind of well, middle of the road. Here's the
2: thing. I would have been far more interested in just a straight-up orange Zack Sabre Jr. match.
0: Uh, Corey, what did you give this last match?
2: Uh, has a, a three. It was fine, but it yeah. could have been more.
0: And then our next match, our ninth match, and that's including zero hour here, uh, for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship as Sonata defeated Jungle Boy Jack Perry with hook, ten minutes and forty five seconds.
3: Uh, uh, should we talk about uh what Shabata said before the match about Jack Perry? Yes. Yeah, so, who?
2: Who? who? So, Sonata. So yeah, no, no, or Sonata. Sonata. I was, sorry. I was just I saying. Said the wrong who? name. Oh. So in terms of really putting over your opponent, <laughs> Sonata said in that quote, "What I to the Japanese media." Yeah. When I did an open challenge for the IWGP World Title, I was hoping somebody of importance would step up. I have no idea who Jack Perry is. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Which immediately made uh, Sonata maybe my favorite wrestler of all time.
2: <laughs> yeah, and then the motherfucker comes out in his new look, and well, that's an attractive man.
3: I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not kicking him out of bed. So I'm saying,
2: yeah, i am just—he's—he's he's an attractive man, and uh, he beats Jungle Boy here. It was an okay match. It was, you know, this match was exactly <laughs> what I thought it would be. Uh, well, Sonata.
0: I, I was gonna say I think this is the match that proved why Kevin Kelly was awesome. Is I think Jungle Boy didn't he have a like a headlock on the mat and Jungle and and Kelly, Kevin Kelly's like, hey, if you guys pan to the right, you can see that Sonata's taller and he's getting his feet to the ropes. It'll be easier yeah. for him to get to the rope. And this is when you're like, this is why Kevin Kelly is the man because he pointed that out to make everybody know that.
2: It was he's so good at the little logical things that don't get pointed out ever. To his credit, the kind of shit Jim Ross used to do.
0: Mhm. Yeah.
2: And what made him the greatest of all time.
0: Like um, this match for I think for, for everybody in the room, this match felt like, oh, it's already over. Like what, you know, like it felt like it could have went longer or might have, you know.
2: Well, it was smart, it was really smart booking to book this match because you wanted to give the IWGP champ a win since uh, your champ got one earlier. You weren't going to sacrifice one of your absolute top line names, but you can't deny Jungle Boy is a pushed commodity. So he's the perfect level of guy to feed the Sonata. At the same time, him losing the Sonata fits into the storyline that they're, they're like, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes, that they're setting up for Jungle Boy. So realistically, everything... Was perfect. It was a perfect booking job. Uh, it doesn't hurt Jungle Boy to get the loss
1: because it feeds into his program. It gives the IWGP Champion a win on the American show. Great booking. I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> Our next match is
0: oh, a after, t- after the match. After the match, buddy.
4: Forgot, forgot, Sorry.
1: After match, though. <laughs> Jungle Boy and Hook are walking up this ramp,
0: and so the whole time we're now. like, as best friends do, and the whole time we're thinking, okay, this is gonna happen, but plot twist, bro, swerve, Jungle Boy, clotheslines, Hook, and this makes Taz really angry.
1: Taz
2: almost dropped an f bomb on pay per view.
1: I-, I think he
3: did. um, I think he did.
1: (laughs) And right after this, he was replaced by (laughs) Um. uh, What do you guys think about it? Like, I knew they were going to turn him heel. It was clear as day that he's turning heel.
2: I guess I'm going to have to wait to see, A, what his promo is. Like, how do you justify what you did? That's really what the Hill Turn all turns down to for anybody. How do they justify it? Number two, what changes about it? Does he get a haircut that he needs? Does he quit using Baltimora for a theme song? Does he get more
1: serious? There's something that has to change on that end, too. Much like Sonata just went through. Um, I agree with every thought you just had, Corey. Uh, but
3: Jungle Boy famously doesn't pay attention to anybody who wrestled before him, and so he's not going to cut his hair, he's not going to change his music, and he's not going to cut a good promo.
2: You think he'd be at least good at cutting a promo? His dad was a pretty well-known fucking actor. You would think, and yet he is fucking terrible at it. Jesus. I mean, I'm skeptical, but it's something they needed to do, so let's see if it works.
3: I, I mean, I will be incredibly shocked if he gets me to give a shit that he turned heel.
2: Uh, Smart Money says it's probably not going to (laughs) happen.
1: I'm not holding my breath.
0: I think he, uh, I made the, yeah. He should do the full cut his hair, but he's not going to, so.
3: This just feels like a way to make Lucha Express fucking, or yeah, uh, Jurassic Express heel tag team.
1: And now I'm sad again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's see if you're sad after this match. It's a 10-man tag of the Elite's Hangman Adam Page, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Eddie Kingston, and Big Tom Ishii defeated the Blackpool Combat Club, Moxie, Yuta, Claudio, Takesuke, and Shuda Umino in 21 minutes and 25 seconds.
2: Dude, I was almost here to tag out for you. I was going to read the rest of the names. I almost <laughs> I like, it. Uh, I saw you on like the struggle, boss. I was going to do the old hot tag. Come in like a Robert uh, Gibson in 86.
3: <laughs> the the elite getting the exact opposite crowd reaction the Punk got when he came out.
2: Yeah, general apathy. Although they like that Kansas song. Carry on my way Son." But two immediate thoughts came to mind here for me. One, Evil Hill Kanosuke Takeshita is my jam.
3: Oh, it's so good.
2: And I'm all in on that. And two, Mox's Death Rider New Japan theme is so much better
1: than Wild Thing. Especially for a group. Yeah. 100%. Like, he should just use that. That's badass. Badass. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it. It's fucking dope. Uh, I mean,
3: this match was a, an elite BCC match, you know. Uh, I mean, the spot of the night, I think, for all of us, was Takeshita punching the living motherfuck out of Big Tom. Big Tom, Big Tom Tom.
2: got the fuck out. Big Tom died and came back. And it saved was the day. Uh, his, I saw the his day. soul. I saw his soul leave his body.
3: We call that the Buddy Ruth spot. That's what we call that here.
2: <laughs> my God. Uh <laughs> no, Buddy <laughs> Ruth would still be sleeping if Takesh to hit him with this shot.
3: <laughs> Cause you wake up at pick your poison. Yeah. I haven't I haven't seen UFC fighters get kicked in the head that fucking hard.
2: <laughs> I was like we all like recoiled in horror when it happened. Like, oh my god, that is not good. <laughs> Oh and, yep. and you know
3: it wasn't good because they didn't show the replay ever. <laughs> nope, I told you. So that you...
2: Hill Hill <laughs> Takeshita is my jam.
3: Yeah, so it was stiff. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was.
0: Um, this
2: was okay. I mean, it's your typical yeah. old multiple man BCC elite match, and I give it three and a quarter. It's perfectly fine. It set up a lot of stories, so it wasn't a waste by any means. And you know what? It, honestly,
1: like this is weird. You'd almost forget the Young Bucks were even in the goddamn match.
3: Yeah, uh, it's definitely an Adam Page story. It's not yeah, really their story.
2: They didn't really do anything of note. They, I mean, I can't even remember one big spot they were even in.
0: The big spot they were in is when, when um. Kingston and, was it, uh, who was it? Oh, King, it was Kingston and Moxley. And they were slapping the hell out of each other for like three, like a minute, couple minutes straight. And everybody chaos around them.
2: That was like their big spot. Yeah, they didn't really do much. It was fun though. It, it yeah. the, the crowd ate it up. It didn't overstay its welcome.
1: And How we'll long did that go, remember.
0: Joe? 21
2: minutes and 25 seconds. It didn't feel like it was 21 minutes. No, yeah. it didn't. No. And if nothing else, it gave us that immortal shot that we'll always remember.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Big Tom dying and getting back up and winning the match. Yeah, so, and winning good. the match, too. Thank you, Big Tom. So.
3: I mean, um, I wouldn't be surprised if he has no idea that he won the match.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or, where, or, or where he was. Yep. Uh, our next match is for the AEW Women's World Championship as Tony Storm defeats Willow Nightingale in ten minutes and thirty seconds.
2: Uh, so I w- go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say I will say this. I am personally fine with how it ended up. I like Willow Nightingale, but this is where I could say the the one thing that unfortunately did get cur- curtailed for the show is that it was going to be Mercedes Monet and Tony Storm, which would have been
1: a much higher profile match. Don't know if it would have been a better match. Uh, no, no. I can't say that
2: it would have. I mean, she's okay at what she does. I, you, we all know I'm not her biggest fan. But she does. She's good at what she does. Uh, but I like Willow Nightingale, and I like the story that the fans getting behind her, so I'm fine with the way it ended up. And
3: I, and I don't say this to disparage this match at all. I actually... Enjoyed this match, uh but it was a perfect palate
2: cleanser for everything that's happened so far tonight. Yeah, getting a little tired of de Estrogen X though. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's
3: that's so good. <laughs> that's incredible.
2: Like, and you know what's funny? I like Soraya. She went on a fucking interview and tried to tell him, "Oh, we're doing an NWO, uh, mo- uh like." Honor. We're honoring you through the screen With our with our with our spray painted neon green uh shit. Yeah. Uh whatever. But uh getting a little tired of that.
3: Uh what
2: it's just a waste of Tony Storm. Uh yeah. And to be honest, it's a bit of a waste of Ruby Soho too. She could be doing something of merit getting people over helping build the division still, instead of playing Soraya's plucky sidekick when Soraya can't be half-assed to fly to that city.
1: Oh, and filling in for
2: Soraya when there has to be an actual tag match.
0: Well, Ruby's going to be in in the uh, Owen uh, tournament, and she's taking on Britt Baker DMD on Wednesday, so. Well,
3: nice knowing you, Ruby. Yep.
0: Well, let's go to our next match which we thought was might have been the main event last week, I never but thought, it wasn't. I never th- I never thought it was going to be. As, as for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship, Will Ospreay defeats Kenny Omega 39 minutes and 45 seconds.
3: Uh uh I will say, uh fans of this podcast know that I'm not the biggest Kenny Omega fan on earth. It's not a shock to say that. Uh but this was my match of the night.
2: And you know what? It was it's hard to go against it. It's my match of the night too. Spoiler. Um I oh this was so good and so different from the jab from the January one. Um mm. I this this match, to me, on a personal level, further solidified. Will Ospreay's been my favorite pro wrestler for about three years, now. Current. That's active. I just think he's phenomenal. He's nowhere near the, the skinny spot monkey that he was in that famous match with Ricochet from Japan that blew up the internet in, like, 2015-16. Mm-hmm. Um, he's nowhere near that
1: guy anymore.
2: He's a full-on heel. He's fantastic at antagonizing a crowd um, Both in the arena and on social media He's, he's, he's a controversial <laughs> guy I said that was perfect what he was doing last night Because he's, he's the closest thing we have to a full-on Shawn Michaels 97 in 2023 uh,
3: He said at the press conference after the match The flag thing was for the moment He just happened to see it because the two kids were flipping him off, and he saw the flag, and he was like, "All right, fuck
2: it." <laughs> Thank God that Canada isn't as weird about their fucking flag as the U.S. Right. is. Right. Uh, we would have had a full-on fucking meltdown, and it would have been, on, been it would have been
3: on Fox News, and
2: oh my God, yeah, he have been barred from the country or some shit like that. I, that, that,
0: that there was your uh, HBK
2: of 2023. Yeah, uh, he's <laughs> but he's. He's phenomenal. on Kenny, this was a master class. Uh, look, I'm not Kenny Omega's all-time biggest fan, but I am higher on him than most
1: people who, know you know, well, you know we, we listen to what we listen to and watch what we watch. Yeah. Um, I think he's perfectly good.
2: In fact, better than good most of the time. Here yeah. he was phenomenal. They both were. Uh, this was fantastic. My master tonight. the night. I went four and three quarters. But only and, brought and Corey, it down a little. Yeah, I was saying, right why? Couple.
3: Why that three quarters?
2: <laughs> um, they they milked the cow a little too much, mm-hmm. as as all pro wrestling in 2023 is wanting to do. Uh, they had the perfect ending where he hit him with the with the screwdriver that Callis gave him, and then he hit the hidden blade and the stormbreaker, and boom! That, that's the finish. That's your finish, yep. and he kicked out. But then again, that did give us the Tiger Driver 91, which almost sent Joe into spasms. Yeah. Um, so I'm, uh, I mean, I'm glad we saw it. But damn. It also
3: sent uh, Brian Danielson into spasms. He was not happy they did that move.
2: No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Woo. And then. Uh, but then I thought the sorry. ending was flat because he just he hits his finishers again. Like that yep. first one would have done it and it would have would have been a better satisfying ending. Because with the screwdriver, Kenny had an out. Yep. Osprey had to cheat. He, and then he hit both of his finishers after a screwdriver.
1: Hell yeah, mm-hmm. I was knocked out. Yeah, hell yeah, he beat me. No. Yeah. God uh, goddamn fantastic.
0: Was, yeah, this was my match of the night. Uh, I said it within three minutes of the match starting. I was like, it blows my mind that Kenny Omega has to slow down against AEW talent. Just watching these two go at the speed of ten, you know, and it's just like
2: Omega's yeah, like yeah. shit, you know. This reminded me of the Omega run in New Japan in like 2017 with like Okada and all that. Yeah. I was like, Jesus. He can and, I don't know he could do it every day, but he can do it. And unfortunately he has
3: to slow down most of the time because he's with those two dipshits in a six man tag team. And this actually illustrates my point further that when he's not with them, I have zero problem with Kenny Omega. Like, it's Jeez. not, like, we'll talk about it later. Like, the, the main event is more my style of wrestling. I have no problem yeah. with this kind of match. It's not my cup of tea, but I don't, have, I don't mind it. And, like, I will take this version of Kenny Omega not with those other two idiots all day fucking long.
2: Remember when he was world champ, he was without them for a large part of it. And it mm-hmm. was an interesting. It was intriguing. He had good matches. The show was on fire. Yeah.
3: Because, um, like, like, people, like, the big knock for, like, I think American fans for him is that he, he doesn't cut the best promo. But when you're that good in the ring, like, you can get around an average promo.
2: And let's be fair, he's not a terrible promo. Yeah.
1: It's just not, not a, just not a super
2: memorable. One. Yeah, I mean, he can cut a promo fine. It's it's not anything you're gonna fucking memorize and remember. I mean, you're not gonna be reciting them in ten years like people do rock promos. No.
1: Yeah.
2: But but he's fine. It, it, it gets the point across. He can he can continue the the angle. Um, the thing is, he's continued to be great, whereas the young bucks have regressed in almost every way in the past mm-hmm. five years. It's it's amazing. To see where they were in 2016 and to watch them now, you're just like, eh, ah, okay. They don't, have I the, was, they don't have anything they don't have. Yeah. And, I mean, you
3: guys have watched a lot more Omega than I have and more Tanahashi than I have. And what I was going to say earlier was that Tanahashi should be – is essentially a look into Kenny Omega's future. Oh, yes.
1: Especially so, if he keeps doing
2: this.
3: Right. So, and how you said that Tanahashi is kind of just surviving in in like six-man tag matches, that's where the trios thing will save Kenny Omega in three years. He needs to get all of this that he can while he can.
2: And there's still so many dream matches they haven't even scratched the surface of with him. And I mean, I don't mean dream matches as what we're going to be talking about in a couple matches from now. But mm. certifiable matches that long-term fans have been clamoring over that they haven't even sniffed at yet with him. And so, and we still only got
3: one Danielson match.
2: Yeah, yeah. We need another one of those. We need a Claudio match.
1: Mm-hmm. We
2: need, um, we need we need your Kenny Omega and Takeshita.
3: That's uh, so. I mean, yeah, I mean, this was easily my match of the night. uh, this was so much fun i, I, the, cr- I even, the crowd I, was spent after this match,
1: yes, it was very yeah. smart to put a buffer in between <laughs> Michael buffer I know. Uh, No. We, <laughs> you, we got and you know in you 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 know, and I would
0: say another match that we haven't gotten yet. Maybe, I don't know. It's been a while. Um that he's willing to play ball. Omega punk.
2: Oh yeah. And I think deep down punk's willing to too, because it's about oh. business. About business and money. And yep. and yeah. like he said, he doesn't have a personal problem with Omega.
3: Yeah, it's he's not the issue. He's never he's never been the issue. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. And that would be money. I mean, that would be money.
3: That's that's so much money, dude. That is like that's a legitimate dream match in the states.
2: Yep. Yes. Yep. Kenny Omega. Ooh, you know what? Another match we haven't gotten yet that just made me think we need this is Omega and Joe. Okay. I'd be fine they've with never, that. They've never done that either.
1: There are so many. Yeah. But yeah, this this was great, man. Joe, so let's go what to- are your? Well, real quick. Yeah.
2: What are your opinions having watched a couple of the modern day Will Osprey matches opposed to the young bucks like flippy doo wrestler from two thousand sixteen?
0: Drastic change. Drastic he's, change.
2: He's,
0: I he's it's filled one of those things too. Ink fill out one it's one of those things of I sh- I can search them out more. I should. I'm like on that like uh, I don't want to, but it's one of those things of I really want to, I just don't have you know the time to and yeah, but I it's one of those things. Of every time I watch Osprey, I'm like, God, we, you know, look at what we're missing because of you know working in New Japan all the time. It's just you know. Well, you know
2: what he you know what he said in the scrum. Uh, he said in the scrum that he's gonna stop taking indie bookings to preserve his body because you know he's he's filling it already. At, yeah. uh, is, is he even like 32 yet? uh and he uh, said he's I 32 right now. yeah he said his focus he's, He he's only 30. oh jesus
1: christ. christ yeah he said his focus moving forward is new japan and aew so um, and he's uh
3: they did a pretty like they did a because like, people kept asking him and they did a pretty good job of like Hey Fabe, I don't know if I'm gonna work Wembley. We'll see if Tony Connell have you. That motherfucker's gonna be in Wembley. You don't even worry
0: but, about uh, it. But he'll be there. He says he's like thirty minutes away from the from the arena, so
2: yeah, he said even if he's not booked, he'll be there. How would you no. not book him on that fucking I show? Mean, I mean right. he's booked. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. It's it's just against who. Um
0: and I know people calling for the third match to be there, but you've know, you gotta space it out. You gotta space I, it out. I, I have I I'd have save my it for options. the Tokyo Dome i have my i have my person who would be fun to watch him face for Pintica. yes but that'll be later on maybe in the main event
1: but oh, okay. let's get well, so home real to, quick
3: yeah uh so okay so i guess i guess i'll ask the question then so is your is your answer to that question joe one of the main event competitors it might be okay then we'll get to it later okay never mind okay, okay. we'll come back
0: to it uh All right. Uh, The cooldown match from after this 40 minute match a six man tag of Sting, Sting, Darby Allen, Naito defeating Le. Oh, whoops. Sorry.
2: That would be Los and Stinger Nobles.
0: They have home. Defeating Le Le Suzuki gods of Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki in 15 minutes and
3: 10 seconds. (sighs) Now, you called it a cooldown match. It almost became the hottest match of the night when Suzuki and Sting were standing in the ring together.
0: Fuck off, uh, Jericho. You you gave, you took that away from us. We had a we you, had multiple
2: moments. Who knew that the that the fourteen thousand strong in Toronto were were waiting with Bated Breath for Sting and then Minoru Suzuki?
3: I mean, I didn't know and I that I was waiting with bated Breath for that match.
2: I think we but all did. As soon as the tag happened, all of us were like, oh. As Corey <laughs> yells,
0: this is a match I never thought I wanted, but I want
2: yeah. it right now. Hell yeah. And
0: Jericho gave, took it away from us.
2: I don't know what my favorite thing about this match was, gentlemen, uh, but it's one of two things. I don't know who convinced Minoru Suzuki to go along with the sex gods poses, but that thanks, was
3: fantastic. Them. Thank Probably good. Jericho, to be honest.
2: Probably. It was fantastic. Or, and Mike, this is right down your wheelhouse, the most WCW thing Sting <laughs> ever did.
3: <laughs> oh, uh, I love it so Darby much. Darby was being pinned, and Sting was like, ah, he'll kick out, and just kept walking back to the corner.
2: My favorite part <laughs> about that, though, is where he – he was literally standing next to the pin.
0: Yeah, he, <laughs> he could just have, walked away. He could have he literally could have reached out with his foot and be like,
3: eh. Uh that was the best thing ever. Oh my god.
2: That 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 was that made me so happy. <laughs> that filled my heart with joy. I was like, motherfucker's been hanging out with Orange Cassidy too long, friggin Darby Allen. We got uh,
3: thunders. We got thunder sting all of a sudden.
2: Yeah, we got thunder sting back in the house. <laughs> Minimum effort. No, nope, that's good. He'll kick out. I'm sure of it.
0: I hope. I, it'd be, I hope he kicks out because I ain't helping
2: him. Win one for the stinger. <laughs> Who the hell's the stinger? <laughs> <laughs> um. And hey, I'll tell you what though. St- sting is beloved by wrestling fans in 2023 the smart wrestling fans for being the mm. and who would have thought that who would have thought this would have been the case for being the the legend that well into his 60s got that the business changes and has adapted with it to the best of his capabilities because he understands it's not about him anymore he's not the focal point yeah so he just like rolls he's not with still the trying to be a star and, yeah he just rolls with the punches and, and he does the orange Cassidy stuff with him and he he lets Darby be the star of that team. Uh, he's he's what you want the old-timers to be, but none of them do it. Ha- and don't get me wrong, he's there because he's making a shit ton of money. I mean, for sure. But but he's also not trying to win. And, you know, yeah, I think I should get the Duke here, buddy.
3: Yeah, he's not siphoning off all the young people's uh, momentum like, I don't know, Jericho.
2: Yeah. Like, um, he... I thought it was a weird pairing at first, but he's absolutely been a net positive for Darby Allen. I think so. They gave Darby legitimacy. And, and yeah, because like he says in the promos, they're equals. They treat each other as equals. He's not Sting's lapdog, his underling. They're they're 50-50. Mm-hmm. That's how you make a star.
1: <clears throat> um, Has Sting ever interacted with Danhausen?
0: I, th- I think, he I did think they did, I like, but it was like an outside-the-ring type situation, I want to yeah. say.
2: like real quick, just a real quick on Dynamite once, I think. that would uh, be amazing. We need more of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Corey, what would you give it?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, it just gets like a three, for fun.
0: Wow. That's, it
2: doesn't... that's high. <laughs> yeah. like In-ring-wise, I mean, we're, we're scraping a two. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna be honest here it's it's scraping the too but i count the fun the crowd was into this shit and we had a lot of fun in the room therefore it gets a bump. Uh, and hey and what i was saying is when you're when your pop out does stings you're pretty fucking over so naito he's pretty fucking over there. i guess the lights weren't too bright Although we did get Minimum Effort T-Shirt Naito.
3: I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Let's go to the
3: main event. Match 14 of the night. Yeah. So, funny enough, Joe, last week you were like, there's always seven matches. I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: Well, it could have been 15, but, you know. Brian Danielson defeats Okada in 27 minutes and 40 seconds with a broken arm.
2: Yeah, I was say, couple, broken couple forearm. Of, couple things here. One, uh, collective mark for the, the final countdown. Yes. Which was a one and done, by the way. Yeah,
0: yeah, I saw that. They yep. won.
2: But, but I appreciate his business acumen. He's smart about it. He made sure when he did these, like the 50 Cent song for the guns. And then this one for him, that it's in perpetuity, which means if they ever decide to show this on streaming, on DVD, on TV again, they can use the song, Yep, which is smart. Uh, Trust me, as someone who lived through the 2002-2003 WWE home videos with (laughs) badly, badly implanted generic stoner rock music for half of the roster, because they didn't bother to do the right thing with the music. Uh, holy shit. Corey, no, that
0: that's, current two. that's current day, too. That's current day, too.
2: Oh, no, you should hear. It. When it's supposed to be Limp Biscuit rolling, but it comes out as some swamp fucking music that you could still hear rolling underneath as Michael Cole's talking, uh, they did a shit job. So it's a good job that he did this, the perpetuity clause. He said it cost as much as like one wrestler's entire fucking contract. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I, I, marked the, I marked the fuck out. Um, it, did, so that crowd, that crowd fucking lost it. Yep. I got goosebumps when they were in the ring staring at each other and the bell rang and they just stood there. This felt like a big time match. And he <laughs> yeah, had the broken arm. I like how. That wasn't the exact planned ending, but he couldn't use his arm anymore. <laughs> uh, and I love it because uh, the producer was like, "That was some of the best selling of limb work." I, <laughs> I, I
0: told her that too.
2: <laughs> I was like, "Well, now we know why." <laughs> Turns out he <laughs> <It> wasn't selling. <laughs> so
0: I think that the part where like he he's like freaking out and the doctor comes in and checks on him, yeah. I, that must have been them like, "Hey, I broke my arm, and what are we doing?"
2: We need to do something.
0: So, uh, like, do you know I'll when it happened? Now. I'll give that now a pass. You know.
2: You know when that happened?
0: No. Yeah, it was the I the yeah. elbow
2: off the top rope from Okada. Mm. Uh, which, like, yeah, fake. like Brian said in the scrum, he's like, you know, these things happen on the dumbest thing. It's it, it's on the move that you've done a thousand times, and that's mm-hmm. when it happens. It's so some stupid, you know. Yeah.
3: He uh he talked about how John Cena tore when he tore his pec. It was on a hip toss. Yep. Um, Punk, when Punk uh, tore his tricep, it was on, was it a headlock takeover or some shit? Yeah, it was really Was it real something basic. super stupid? It was, yeah. It
2: was super basic.
3: Um, yeah, as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, it's like Bob Holly and Kurt Angle. He just landed yep. on the fucking arm. Yep,
2: it happens. Um, fantastic match, and I, I'll agree, I'm, it's weird that this wasn't my match of the night because you said something earlier, Mike, that I agree with you with this is much more by style of match. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is straight down my alley and I loved it. And I will say this. I, I didn't love it as much as the other one because I understood like a couple minutes in about 10 minutes in, I was like, this is the first Salvo. There's at least another match. Um, not to say they weren't giving it at all. I was just like, the way they were working the match, I was like, "Oh, this isn't a one and done. This is." A and then build. you find,
0: and then you find out that oh, he broke his arm, so that's why. It, yeah, <laughs> but it, it did feel like a build anyway, no matter what the result was. You know, I
2: mm-hmm. gave it. I ended up giving it a four and a quarter. It was a really good match. It was, and I and it, it's. You would almost think that that sounds like a disappointment, but it's not. It lived up to the hype that I had in my head. I kind of figured these companies work together. This is a huge match. This is likely not the one and done. We're probably going to get a rematch, so there's going to be a story told. And there there was until he broke his arm. But even then, a couple of good pros. Uh, You know, anyone else break their arm, they could freak out, spaz out, make it super obvious to the ref. Uh, You could just see everything derail like crazy but that didn't happen here yeah that that part where he's spasming is a little weird but he's selling at the same time talking to the doctors and getting the ref in it was uh smart done smart business i got
0: yeah i thoroughly enjoyed i this match you know it even though with the injury still i think it met my standards as well like just watching them too and you know, Booble brought up during the match. It, it was like the crowd was really quiet. Like there was points a lot where you could hear the ropes, the turnbuckles shake when they're running. And it's just like, I think it's the reason why it wasn't as loud as the Osprey Omega matches. Cause everyone's like focus on this. match. That was, just,
2: a, that was a spectacle. And this was, this was, a, this was it. This was a dream match for smart fans. So they were watching this. They were, because I think, you understand the gravity. Uh, Okada's still in his prime, but Danielson's not. And who knows how many more prime, huge Danielson matches we are, uh, that we have. Because let's be honest, he's been injury prone the last five years uh, that he came back from. He gives a really strong performance and he's out five or six months. So who knows how many more of these we have. So people are just enjoying them and like people do, were doing this during the Iron Man match too with MJF there were there were parts of that match where you, people were just intently watching mm-hmm. I think it's it's a little different in this instance I think people are recognizing mm-hmm. what we have in front of us
1: and yeah, let's but, be
2: honest we we've also uh we also need a Punk Bryan match while we still can't yeah.
0: do because you know During the scrum, you know, they brought up, hey, who do you, you know, uh, fractured arm, six to eight weeks, and that six to eight weeks all ends out. So it's like, hey, who would you like to face if you are able to fit, you know, if you can compete at all in, who would you like to face? And I love Danielson because it's just like, well, there's a lot of people I can wrestle. I could face Okada again. You know, he's jeopardizing my career. He broke my arm. You know, should I go after that guy?
2: He's already he's already cutting the promo for the see. That's he's already 21. cutting that promo.
0: He's like, should I go after the guy that broke my arm? You know, there's a lot of people that you want. You know, people say I should face. You know, maybe a couple of Britain guys. And he's like, who? You know, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Who? Will Ospreay and he. You know, I just like I like when Danielson does the presser after because it's him.
2: It's the you know, it's just him, not I ca- character. We need we need the Zack Sabre Jr. match, for one. I, I selfishly need that match.
1: Yeah, and then, because... you ahead. know,
2: they were... I don't know if this was ever going to happen. I don't have any insight into it. I know the one of the guys was really pushing for it. But there was the outside rumor that it might have been Brian Danielson and Nigel McGinnis in his last ever match at Wembley.
0: Yeah, I saw that. Uh, oh,
2: because those but, two have a rivalry but they're also friends and Nigel wants that last match that he never got to have and what better place what better opponent so that was the outside rumor who knows if it was ever true but if we got if we lost that because of this that's unfortunate yeah but
0: but that's, that's what I was saying you know like my dream you know match would be for Danielson to take on Osprey just to see how they go oh, uh, but be it's, great Sabre Jr. is good, but, like, I also like him. He's like, I, there's a lot of AEW guys I want to face. He's like, I want to face Darby. I haven't faced him. I want to face Orange Cassidy. I haven't faced him.
2: He was you know, honest. Like, he's like, he, yeah. he said when he first got there, he didn't get the Orange Cassidy thing. He was not happy about it. But then he watched him and kind of figured it out. And then he's like, okay, I got it. And now I really yep. want to face him. Um, yeah, there's lots of guys inside. Punk. He said How- punk, you know. I mean i he he does good with big men, I'd like I can see him in Powerhouse Hobbs,
3: yeah, I think for me, like if he heals in eight weeks, which coincidentally would be the exact date of all in yeah. uh I actually like the idea of the Zach Sabre match now because Zach Sabre does the ligament shit, which would work perfectly to his broken arm being healed oh That's that true. would be,
2: that would you be could really work that choice. slow, yeah.
3: just like submission style match. I just, hope, I just hope
0: Danielson does the Candido and just come with, like, a fractured arm cast and, you know, yeah. the super heavy-duty arm cast and, like, the bars around it just to, like, what they used to do in the neck braces and craft. just like, I want that around his arm, just having that. Have like, you... also, go ahead.
2: Oh, no, go. Please finish. I
0: was just going to say, I also love Danielson going, you know, you know, the BCC took a loss, and I'm going to go slap Utah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's great uh i it's weird how the balance of power has shifted behind the scenes in aew you know yeah they're they're still the evps but it's people like daniel brian danielson and chris hero who are mm-hmm. uh like in tony khan's booking sessions now and in his inner circle yeah it's interesting to see that but- I like well, like, I, at first, I th- everybody, everybody assumed he'd wrestle his three years in AEW and then end up back in WWE. I don't think no. so.
3: No. Especially not because they fired his wife, so no.
2: Yeah, well, that
3: too. Um, Way to go, Vince. Honestly, like, because I said it from day one, I actually think he just took the place of Punk.
1: Yeah.
2: Because I, I, think, think- I
3: think Punk was doing that stuff. And then, obviously, for... Obvious reasons he he's no longer doing that.
2: <laughs> I think I think Brian long term's the better option than Punk just because of the temperament. Well also I just
3: think uh although I think somebody with Punk's temperament, uh, you need on that, especially in that company, you need somebody with that different mindset. But yeah. for that audience, I think Daniel Bryan, Brian, Daniel Bryan, dollar pal, Brian Danielson yeah. understands that style of wrestling better. Yeah. And in, the audience
2: world, in the perfect world both of them can uh I mean can provide I'm guessing know. punk has a lot of uh
3: input in the collision format
2: uh, yeah I would guess that he yeah I, mean, I would guess he's very instrumental in his own programs of course as he should be he's, uh, the he's the yeah. I would say for while we were talking about it let's
3: supposed to bring up earlier for my will Ospreay match because uh, there's a lot of options for Wembley, right? Yeah. I think for me and for that fan base, I think you should give them Osprey and Zack Sabre Jr. on that big stage.
2: Ooh, yeah. I mean, they haven't wrestled each other in quite a while, especially in England.
3: Like, I know there are bigger matches you can do. I get that. But having those two, but probably the two best British wrestlers on earth right now in front of sixty thousand people at Wembley,
2: it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea at all. Give I mean, them their give them their like match where they can just be unabashed proud of their guys. Yeah, uh, that's not a bad idea.
3: Especially like because uh, Tony Khan's a sports guy. If you got Tyson Fury in one corner and Anthony Joshua in the other corner, I mean, you do it. It's perfect. That's another that's another couple
0: thousand tickets right there just to see them.
2: Like I it would believe be amazing. I believe without a shadow of a doubt that he's probably moved heaven and hell trying to get all the respective parties in the ring for a six-man tag to make money off of it. I just don't think it's ever going to happen. I Actually, mean, I it'll happen if
3: he tells the motherfuckers you're doing it.
2: Yeah, right. I mean, he is the boss. He needs to He's a, he just has to grow a sack. I think it's not so much grow a sack. I think it's, he's, I mean, the whole point of this was to come in and be the anti-Vince in every single way, because yeah. Vince has been a cancer for so long. And I think he meant that he's, he's sincerely trying to be the boss without Vince McMahonisms. Uh, and there's a way to do it. He just needs to fucking do it yeah when the when the rubber meets the road you need to be the boss
3: yeah mm-hmm. like at some point they don't get a choice because you're signing the paychecks so
2: well in a, in a way and and some of the people who always and we all know who i'm talking about <clears throat> great comp, great podcast but come on give the guy a little bit of credit he has put the hammer down in some ways i mean the Bucks didn't get their way because Punk is back in the company. They uh, tried. So they, didn't, so they didn't win that one. And he yep. didn't give in to Punk completely either because a still ain't that collision, is he? So, nope. I mean, he has so, put his foot down with him. He, well,
3: he, and this is what he didn't do from day one. He compromised, right? Yep. He was like, motherfuckers, Punk's coming back. But if you want A-Steel not to, fine, whatever.
1: But you know who also's not back is Poke Cabana.
2: Yep. I mean, you just need to be the boss. I think I'm still optimistic it'll turn around in that aspect. I really couldn't care about the feelings between all the people. I just want to see no. him be the boss and grow the company. That's really all I care about. Hey, and completely honest, like, I don't care about
3: the sixth man. I want FTR versus the Bucks and Omega versus Punk.
2: Right? Actually. Well, it's changed. I want Punk versus Omega, and I want FTR versus Gin and Juice. I mean, that's fair. Fair enough. That's what I want.
3: But
0: overall... Uh,
2: Great event, guys. Yeah. Really was. Really was a good show. Was it better Uh, than last year's? See, that's tough. That's a tough one to answer. Because last year's was so snake bit. And... I'm not even sure that we ended up seeing the fifth or sixth version of that show that he wrote. Yeah. Uh, but yet because of that, everybody worked their ass off and it over-delivered to the fucking millionth degree. Whereas this one actually had the stars, had the dream matches, and delivered. But it's a tough question. Like, what's more impressive? The the miracle that everybody pulled out last year? <laughs> or this or this show? It's a tough question.
3: Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about it in the room, right? I hope they do this again, which I, I'm guessing they will. And I hope the next show is in Japan.
2: I know that's what Japan's hoping for, too. <laughs> they want a full-blown, like, Forbidden Door-type show. And I remember, I think I remember Khan said last year, oh, we can definitely do that, but it won't be
1: called Forbidden Door. Uh, well... Which I'm not against. Which I'm not against. You have a show in Japan, but have it called something else. It'll still be the same thing. The two companies getting together, giving you dream matches. Yeah, we're seeing because WrestleMania only
2: happens once a year. That's why Summerslam was invented. There it is. (laughs) <laughs> well we'll
0: see we are see if it's the if they do one in Japan, only just because of zone, you know timing be like for us it's midnight 1 a.m on the west coast. The, e- if it,
2: the easiest answer is just to make Wrestle Kingdom that show. I mean I know, yeah. it's not, I know it's maybe not fair to some of the undercard new Japan talent that work all year to earn a spot. I get that, but that's the easiest uh, way to do it. You could also make it like one night of Wrestle Kingdom. That's true. Go back to two nights and have one night be the mix. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely something you could do. Also, uh by the way, uh I have to since I just said that, Wrestlemania line. I read that Vince McMahon book, uh the new one that came out.
3: Oh yeah, the unauthorized biography or uh, whatever.
2: Yeah, it's a little disappointing. It's really good in the early years but then just becomes a Wikipedia thing once he buys the company from his dad. Uh, yeah. Um that's disappointing. But the early years is well done. But his original idea for a name for WrestleMania was the
1: Colossal Tussle.
3: That I somehow knew. And I, I remember hearing that, I was like, ooh,
2: That's terrible. And, like, and uh, what I mean by that is, that's archaically old verbiage, even in 1985
1: standards. <laughs> like that's something an 80 year old would have said back then He's fucking what, in his
2: late 30s? Yeah Jesus Christ
3: That's terrible Fucking
1: serial
0: rapist We're speaking <laughs> Speaking of uh, WWE We get to mark out no so here For uh, Money in the Bank that's next
2: week I forgot that was this weekend I I can't wait to hear I know I th- I think I know most of the card. Let's right, find are out. There,
0: se- there are seven matches.
2: It's not bad. I
3: know. That's
2: not um, bad. The There's money in order. the bank. Remember, hold on, because remember, with PLEs, you have to have uh, very long commercial breaks in between every match. true.
0: Well, the thing is, if I paid for the cock, uh, it would be the package of the match. It's not commercial.
2: Yeah. So I paid. I paid uh, for the cock, but it's only the like nine ninety nine one with the commercials. Oh, hmm. well, it was it wasn't because I I took advantage of a summer deal. I I paid for a year's worth of that for only twenty bucks. Ooh, I'll live with the huh. commercials for that deal. Yeah,
0: yeah that's, that's a good, good deal.
2: Too. Yeah. Um. So, Money in the Bank.
0: Uh, Money in the Bank ladder match for the women's championship match. Contract Zalina Vega versus Becky Lynch versus Zoe Stark versus Bailey versus EO Sky versus Trish Stratus.
2: She doesn't belong there, nope. And she's gonna pull the match down.
3: Yep, I mean, I'm never gonna no sell like a crazy multi person ladder match because it's gonna be nuts. But yeah, Trish is the definite weak link of that match.
2: Mark kind who I want to win. Zoe Stark is has impressed me, and she's new,
3: but she's not so, ready.
2: So, but then again, at the same time, Bailey has not been the same since she came back from her injury. I'm rooting for her to get back to form. So maybe one uh, of those two is who I'd like to see win.
1: It's gonna be Becky. Um, I think
3: so? Yeah, I, uh, I. Would love Zoe Stark. Uh, and I actually
1: think that Bailey is just writing out her contract. I think she's gone. I mean, it's worked out well for her best friend.
2: She, may be I injured, think that's the, she made a lot of money.
3: I think that's the plan. They want to they team up.
2: And if they want that big money, there's another channel that will pay them for it. Um, and they could use it. Yeah, and they could use it. Although, uh,
1: I don't know. They're not
2: as dire
3: as they were six months ago. I will say that. Their their divisions better now.
2: And I'm also going to say this. There's a case to be made that their division's booked better than WWE's. Triple H hasn't really done a lot with the women since he became the guy in charge.
3: Well, I mean, his answer was the same as Vince's answer. Let's just get Charlotte in here.
2: Yeah. I mean, look at Rhea. She's won that title. What the fuck has she done since then?
3: Beat up Natty every fucking week.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. don't worry. Uh, Rhea's not defending that title on the card. Um, that
2: checks out. So, so I'm kind of guessing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It's emotional. I'm gonna go for Bailey.
3: Okay, I like that. For I'm just gonna,
2: I'm. Uh, Joe's gonna abstain.
3: Yeah, I abstain. I abstain. He's filibustering and abstaining and. yeah.
2: Joe, goes
3: to the Washington.
0: Yep. He knows politics. I know. I will win. Don't worry. Uh, Money in the Bank uh, ladder match for the men's championship match contract. Ricochet versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus L.A. Knight versus Santos Escobar versus Butch versus Damian Priest, who all had to qualify, versus Logan Paul, who showed up last week on Raw and went, I'm in this match. Who's your winner.
2: Yeah, he's going to win, uh, which I uh, think... I mean, don't, don't yeah. get me wrong. He's... he's He's killed it every time he's been in there, but I don't like him just being thrown in. Plus, I don't really think he needs a briefcase. Yeah, let me me talk to you. Um, I was actually far more intrigued in this match before he got put in, even though there was rumors he was going to be put in. Because I was like, ooh, there's six relatively fresh faces who have not been getting opportunities. It could literally be anybody's. It's exciting. Who knows who's going to get the rub? And now it's like, oh, Logan Paul. Open.
0: Out of the match, Ricochet and Nakamura are the only two that have had a money in the bank match before.
2: And they've hardly been setting the world on fire booking those two lately. So they're, they feel fresh yeah. again. Yep. It's like, all right, it's anybody's game. And, and that was Ball. exciting for me.
3: It's unfortunately, for LA Knight, uh, he he is having Zach, uh, Zach Ryder syndrome. Where yeah. he got over by himself and Vince is not having that. Because um, you could do so much with him Holding a briefcase for a year Just talking promos every week I mean yeah. Like Logan Paul A should never win the title At least not at this point in his career I mean we'll see
2: but he
3: doesn't need the briefcase
2: You know what Mike You sold me My pick is yeah let me talk to you Yeah Yeah. I want LA awesome. Knight to
1: win
3: So, we'll, So by the way Will that fucking crowd <laughs> yes. It's it's gonna be like Christian at WrestleMania when that motherfucker's on top of a ladder.
2: You know, you can't say they made a mistake because Jesus Jesus straight edge society punk was awesome. But at the same time, I mean, how do you not go with Christian that night?
3: I you know. That crowd it fucking wanted it so bad.
0: Yeah. You know who it's like also? The next person, the next match. Uh Cody Rhodes. When Cody Rhodes, the crowd wanted him to, but Sandow got it.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. 2013. But yeah. oh, what a mistake that was. Well, that was like, what was that? That was the first or second of two straight years where Cody was supposed to win the briefcase until that day.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I
0: wonder
1: why he left, yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, but it's Cody Rhodes versus
0: Dominic Mysterio with Rhea Ripley in his corner.
2: I mean, and now, here's where I will say this is something WWE gets right. More, normally, you wouldn't take the guy that I still say you screwed up with the mania, who should have won,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: but who's undoubtedly over, and put him in the ring with a guy who's getting monster hill heat, but who is at his level, who's not at the mania level. But they do it, and it works. And it's gonna keep Dom hot, even though Cody's gonna probably steamroll him, uh, unless Brock shows up to fucking screw him over. But I can't imagine Brock would just go to England for no reason for a quick run-in. I, I suspect not. Yeah. So this is likely or, gonna be. A, or they, a kill. or they do
0: the, or they do the Brock music play and then he turns type thing.
2: Yeah. But so this is something they get right. Uh, capitalizing on intense in, in heat at the right moment. Will it be? Will this be as high as Dom gets, or will he be able to go further? Who knows? But right now, they're smart to take advantage of it by putting him in there with the hottest guy they have.
0: Yeah. Uh Let's talk about a dud match, a uh, tag team match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. It's your champions, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler taking on Liv Morgan Raquel Rodriguez.
2: God Back. damn it, no. That's a no. Okay, moving on.
0: That's
2: um, a no for, the, for everybody. I'm preemptively right. saying no for all of you, whether you like it or not.
0: That's fine with me. Our yeah. next match, you can add a no to this one for me. Uh, Next match, the Intercontinental Championship. Gunther will be defending it against Matt Riddle.
2: Uh
3: I'm gonna tell Gunther you said that, Joe.
2: And no, it's Island. hard. It's Riddle hard for me away. to be down on a Gunther match, <laughs> but uh, but here, but here we are. <laughs> but, here, but here we are. Uh, I mean, morbidly curious, but no.
3: Kent, do you guys remember how hyped we were to see Matt Riddle in Defy five years ago? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And but how we're job. not. We're not that now.
2: Well, he's kind of he well he's trash but you
1: know
2: man he's in the right he just company.
1: let's put it this way yeah. he's in the right company yeah let's uh let's hope
3: Gunther just does to him what he did to Mustafa Ali and just beats the piss out of him for four minutes and pins him
2: yeah hits him so hard he goes to NXT <laughs>
0: um the match that probably will open the show maybe for the world heavyweight championship, Seth Franklin Rollins taking on Finn Balor.
2: Well, I mean it yeah. is the third most important title <laughs> of the world titles. Uh, uh no. Remember a, a a a lineage so important that it curtain jerked uh during the finals of its of its title matches. Uh, um, a lineage so important it went down to NXT. Right? Right? Uh the only intrigue I have in this, and I haven't been watching the TV, but I know they've been referencing it, is that it was these two that wrestled for the Universal title when it first came into existence, Resistance, with mm-hmm. Balor beating him and then suffering that unfortunate injury at the same time. Um, and this is their first big match together since then. But I can't really say I'm dying to see it. No.
1: Yeah, no. I think um, it only matters if Rhea like costs Seth the belt. Which we know ain't gonna happen. No. And then uh probably the new main event
0: for money in the bank, the Bloodline Civil War tag team oh match God. as the, the bloodline of Roman Reigns and Solo taking on those Usos.
1: Um, I'm going to say, yeah, but
2: yeah, everybody is saying, yeah, everybody is saying this is still the greatest storyline in the history of wrestling, but I just, I don't know, man. I've been out of it ever since mania. Uh, I'm sure the match will be fine. They're all really good. Um, Except for it could devolve into too much theater, too you know, too much Shakespearean acting at some point. Uh, when Roman's beating the hell out of whatever Uso says, or is called Not My Bitch, and then the other one will be like, come on, Uso, we got this. And Roman will say, like, I don't want to do this. I want to provide for you. I'm the head of the table. You turn on me. And then, like, one of them will
1: cry a little. I don't know. It's, it's no. You know what? No. I talked myself out of it. Nope. Yeah. So that's uh,
3: Saturday, I believe, for the money
0: in the bank.
1: <laughs> Neither one of you had anything to add after that.
3: No, i well, Joe just moved on, so I get my, on.
0: Yeah,
2: it, it's it's going to be the
0: same. It, you you said it right, Corey. So it's going to be the same shtick for the past
2: year. Maybe I wouldn't mind the storyline if they, like, moved on from this one part and and expanded into something else.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Well, to do that, they got to bring in Jacob Putty. Yeah.
0: But don't worry, you know, they're killing the heat of the Owens and Zayn by not even having it on the match. Yeah, they're not 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 even on the
2: goddamn card.
1: Ugh. Wow, they know how to... I mean, I guess, you know what, in all fairness, in all fairness both
2: companies sometimes drop the ball on keeping momentum going on hot shit.
0: Mm-hmm. So. um, Before we wrap up, we have, uh, did Corey, any dark side yet?
2: Uh, no, but I have them all. I'm going to watch them. Uh, as I told you guys, I've had a busy week and, yeah. uh,
0: yeah,
2: I was, was not able to watch them yet, but I am going to watch this one.
0: Okay. Um, and then we had homework.
1: Oh my God! Did we have homework?
0: God, God you damn crazy. you, Joe! As I I I I I think I picked a winner. Um,
2: and your was it
0: was it was ECW's uh elimination yep. chamber, har, har, the hardcore elimination chamber, extreme uh,
1: elimination it, chamber.
0: On oh, a fantastic pay-per-view, uh, which by the way put me to sleep. Did you watch the whole thing I, or just the I... <laughs> match? Oh no, the I I watched the match. No, but the match almost put me to sleep. Like uh,
2: I I almost well, fell asleep. Spoil spoiler, the match sucks. <laughs> uh, it's not good, Wait, and that's hard pulled... for me. My all-time favorite gimmick match is the Elimination Chamber. <laughs> this thing sucked. First of all, Vince—he okay. You cannot convince me he didn't book this out of spite. Mm-hmm. So it starts with the with the only two guys capable of. Well, I say say that, but Punk was anything. But it starts with the RVD and Holly, who can have a wrestling match, and that was perfectly fine. The first five minutes was, there was nothing spectacular, but there was nothing bad. They were going, but also it.
3: that first five minutes wasn't supposed to feature Bob Holly.
2: Yeah, because uh, Vince decided Sabu wasn't a big enough name for a main event of an ECW pay-per-view. But Vince Bob Holly clearly Vince. in touch with the times. <laughs> Bob Holly. When I think of extreme, I think of Bob Holly.
3: But old uh, Sparky plug himself.
2: So they have the match, then Punk comes in. And there's the two baby faces teaming up on poor little Bob Holly. Um, But so he has
1: those guys in it. Who's the first guy eliminated, Joe? Um.
2: Well, it would be Charles Manson Punk.
1: Oh, I was gonna say one Punk.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which the crowd (laughs) shit over.
0: So that was starting of the. that was yeah. the start of uh, a, Who
2: There was the, the next uh-oh. guy eliminated Joe. Uh, was it one RVD? I believe so. That would be correct. Yep. I, yeah, exactly. So already you're left with three heels, and to the ECW fans, a at best lukewarm face and Bobby Lashley. Who they did not
3: want, and um, two ECW fans, four WWE guys. Yep. So this is working well. I lied. Hang on, Hardcore
2: Holly. I thought he was is, in between. Yeah, Holly yeah. was
0: eliminated, but then it was RVD. Right afterward, it was real. Fast. Within like two minutes, yeah. Yeah. And and so was it Holly? And was it Holly's pit uh, elimination was like a botch because. Yeah.
2: The ref yeah, didn't like, finish the count, but he didn't get out. Like,
0: yeah, he's like, so get out of like, here.
2: They were just like, uh, yeah, yeah, he got pinned. Um, yeah, I mean, you, listening to Joey Styles and Taz trying to to uh, just pretend this didn't suck was, was highly entertaining as well.
1: Um, so you leave it with Tess and Lashley, and he eliminates
2: Tess. Before Big Show, the last one even gets out of his goddamn chamber. So now you've got Lashley just waiting on Big Show. The crap, The last two guys ECW fans want fighting for their title, too, by the way. Uh, this is full on, like, they're chanting refund. They're chanting TNA. <laughs> I mean, and by the way, uh, the very next week on paper, or two weeks uh, later on pay-per-view, TNA's offering. It was a two out of three falls Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe match.
1: Um so tell me which pay-per-view sounds better to you. Uh this is ridiculous. Bobby
2: Lashley Penns Big Show, who by this point was just a gelatinous blob of sweat and gravy. Um he effectively leaves after the rematch that week on TV for a year and, a, and three months. Um, Paul Heyman leaves after this night; he's effectively done with WWE and ECW. Um, but I wanted to tell you guys—you uh, know—do you guys know Paul Heyman's original plans for this match?
1: No, I do. Yeah,
2: see, Paul Heyman was looking towards the future, and he had a rather interesting idea that Punk and Big Show would start the match, and before the first chamber opens, Punk makes Big Show tap to the Anaconda Vice, we're guaranteed a new champ, and Punk's a made man. Uh, which, by the won- way,
3: yeah, Big yeah. Show co-authored, by the way.
2: Yeah, yeah, he was all for it. Uh, which, and Punk would have won the damn whole thing. It would have been Punk as the new guy in, the, in ECW. Uh, the new world beater, the new number one face, the new guy, would have ended with him and RVD, a symbolic passing of the torch as he pins RVD to win the entire match. Uh, The crowd would have ate that up with a spoon. Uh, Instead, that's what caused uh, Vince to take over creative and rebook the entire thing, uh, was hearing that pitch. uh, Because Punk was a nobody, and he couldn't understand why he was even in the match. And Paul had Obviously, was trying to sabotage it on purpose. So Vince redid the whole thing in his vision because that's the way the fans wanted it. Now,
1: obviously, by their reception to what they saw. Um, yeah, what a one of the most epic, like, epically
3: bad pay-per-views ever. Now, the two of my co-hosts can attest to it's not the worst pay-per-view ever. That would okay. be Batch to the Beach 99. Oh but
1: uh this pay-per-view sucked ass. Um it's and I it,
3: just like how much would have been different if they had actually gone with Punk as the guy in ECW?
2: Um, it would have changed everything short term for that for that brand. I'm sure Vince would have eventually stepped in and and you know, fucking bloody masturbated all over the the letters anyway and ended up in a do-rag title rank. Um,
3: and then like my other issue with that match was so it was the extreme chamber match. They didn't use the weapons at all. There was no, one, one chair bit, shot yeah. to the stomach and then a spear beat the big show.
2: The table broke on its own. It was a terrible match. It was an yep. abysmal, terrible match. I uh ordered four wrestling pay per views that month, December two thousand six. This is the yeah, this is the fourth of those uh easily. The best one was Turning Point, the TNA show. Uh then the Portland Wrestling pay per view.
1: Yeah.
2: And then and then Armageddon, and then this.
1: In that order. Yeah. Easily. Not a good month for WWE. What was it Armageddon?
2: Well, SmackDown had been so depleted by this point, they had to bring in. Batista was the world champ on SmackDown. He teamed up with WWE champion John Cena from Raw to take on King Booker and Finley
1: in the main event. What? Yeah. That was the main event, yes, yes. Um, what? Yeah. Yep.
2: <laughs> uh, The only thing that Armageddon is really known for is Joey oh, Mercury's is. face exploding.
3: Oh, yeah, the ladder, ladder spot, back. right?
2: Yep. Yeah. That's pretty much the only thing that pay-per-views even remember for.
3: That's one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life.
1: Ooh, it was nasty. Nasty. So, Corey. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: what's the uh, what's our homework this week?
2: I'm actually doing something really recent and a little different for me. We're going to go to my gimmick, and we're going to go to the best of 2023, the month of May in the U.S. I believe it's the 13th. We're going to watch a match I haven't seen yet, but I've heard a lot about. It's a triple threat match between Edge, Rey Mysterio, and AJ Styles.
1: On SmackDown, yeah. On SmackDown. Okay. Okay. I've I've heard good things. All right. Well, I'll
0: be here for next week. Again, you can go to PowProWrestling.Eventbrite.com to get your uh, tickets for the upcoming show. Pick Your Poison, July twenty second. Get your tickets now before they sell out. You
2: know, again, we should make we should make you pick your poison after making us watch that goddamn match, Joe.
0: Uh, my bad. Well, um I get another pick in a couple of weeks, so you know, And you already my
2: spoiled pick. it, it's it's not great.
0: No, that was Booble, not me.
2: Oh, that's <laughs> right. All what? fairness, it's Booble's revenge.
0: <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Nothing. No, I thought
2: it was you that picked a match, Joe.
0: No, I, I b- thought
2: you we no. picked one for two weeks from now.
3: No, that was Mr. Booble. I am three. So weeks I did. Now. I don't remember what the match is, though. I forgot what I picked. Uh, Me, too. So, that's, that's a good funny. thing. <laughs>
0: <That's>, <laughs> so, again, what is for the course, yeah. pick your poison. powprowrestling.eventbrite.com to get your tickets now or the Eventbrite app, and let's look up Pow Pro Wrestling. You can go to nosoentertainment.com. That's right, nosoentertainment.com. We can find all the things we do for you. You can find us on the social medias, on the Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagram at NosoEnt, Noso, or Noso Entertainment. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts.